My name is Adam. I'm your host. Joining me this week, he loves the ho-o's. Jason's here. Teddy's. Indeed. And also joining us this week, the man who's just looking for a good rim. Sal's here. What's going on, fellas? The question I have, Sal, is how much do you have to pay the guy for the rim job? We'll get into that, but we're not going to lead off with it. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to point out I'm, I'm wearing my blue in honor of Sky Blue and that amazing ass that was on fucking Dynamite this week. Was it a so I heard. Ass? Oh. Did I put that in the host thread? I, I saw I saw stuff on Twitter okay. and Reddit. Yeah. Not that I go on Reddit. I mean, I'm just saying. You know. Dude, I haven't been on Reddit in like forever. Really? Especially wrestling related Reddit, just entirely too fucking toxic. Listen, no, no, social, no, I'm not I'm not going on that type of wrestling. Social media <laughs> fucking toxic. I've got enough social media toxicity just from perusing fucking Twitter and occasionally Facebook these days. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I got no fucking need to expand this any further. So now now everyone's apparently leaving Twitter to go to like threads or yeah. the other there's another one too that's there's oh, like, th- th- another one. There's Threads. There's Hive. There's Blue Sky. There's that was like, awesome. Except Blue Sky is still in beta, so you need an invitation code. It's invite only. Yeah. Oh, I got on Threads. I, I joined. I joined Threads this week. How week. is it? It's uh, it's like Twitter, but um, owned by a different shitty billionaire. But better or worse than Grinder? <laughs> well, uh, there's less dicks, so. I guess we're... I find that hard to believe. It is social media. Mm. Yeah, but it's, but it's still new. Uh, <laughs> um, man, I'm old. I literally well, no, I use Twitter as as other people use TikTok. I just watch funny clips and shit. Or like somebody will like you know tweet out something like, "Hey, remember this fucking VCR from 1992?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I used to have one of those." <laughs> <laughs> so despite the the fact that my information is clearly being stolen by Chinese nationals, I have I've found myself very much enjoying TikTok because it's not like I can watch a clip clip in like 30 seconds and then laugh and then be done with it, and mm-hmm. it's not like except now I've somehow ended up in the political wing of TikTok, so now I'm getting these fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene fucking things all the time, and 
I'm like, God damn it. Just, even if it's anti-Marsha, I just don't need to see this woman anymore in my lifetime. How'd you I, manage to get in that freaking I thing? have no fucking... <laughs> you click, no one, fucking. click one thing at one point on one Seriously, video. And it's like, oh, you want this? It does <sighs> Thanks, not algorithm. Suck. No, I like TikTok. Uh, I there are there are definitely times where I feel too old for TikTok, but uh, I still enjoy. Such it. as there's there's it's it's that. Well, actually, Adam, we should point out you and I are both a little older. It is true. It is true. That's right. But it's it's that slang that those kids are using these days. Shut well, see, now maybe that's maybe that's where like coaching the kids in baseball comes in handy because I hear all the yeah. <laughs> so none of the, I, I'm not I don't feel out of the loop on that stuff at least. My friend, uh, my tw- lucky you, my, <laughs> my my Twitch my Twitch friend Zach uh, has been trying to teach me the 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 kid slang, uh, the the current slang and uh, oh. oh. Nothing. I got a bunch of teenagers living in this house. <clears throat> Why don't you tell me what you've learned and I'll let you know. If I've also heard the term, uh, he was teaching me the he was teaching me on God. Uh, yeah. Okay. All, uh, no cap. All facts. No cap. No, all all facts. No printer. You don't know no cap. I don't know no cap. No. No cap is like no bullshit. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. There's well, a, if something says that's cap. That means that's bullshit. There was another one, but I can't remember what it was. <sighs> Have you gotten to bussin? <laughs> That's uh, that's above my pay grade at this point. When something's really good, it's bussin'. Mm-hmm. If it's really, really good, it's bussin', bussin'. <laughs> There's also a difference depending on what. By the uh, way, don't don't, don't mix up bussin' with bussy. Those are different fucking things. <laughs> just saying. Although a bussy can be bussin', just saying. Fair enough. Thanks. So before before we before we started, uh, <laughs> I hope I'm on the right microphone and shit because apparently they've changed all the fucking settings well, on Skype since last fi- time. Fix so. it now if you're not. <laughs> well, I can't find the fucking setting anymore. God damn it! I mean, it sounds all right on my end. Okay, we'll go with that. I put everything through the it, fucking level later anyway, so you'll it, sound great. It doesn't sound like you're ten ten miles away talking to a tin can. So oh look, there's my face. <laughs> Oh, well, now there's a big giant. This is like a 90s music video. What's going on here? <laughs> Remember that time WWE used 8K cameras? God damn it. <laughs> so you've been following my drama on Twitter then? Oh, I, got, I saw that beforehand, I got, but then I, I saw you guys. I'm getting yelled at on Twitter for having an opinion again, you guys. Again? Because somebody posted that video, a video of Roman Reigns' entrance from whatever fucking, was it WrestleMania? Where, it was eight, where they were using 8K cameras. And I think I, I want to say that might have been one where Sal, you and I and Kogo Sean were watching together or we were or at least we were texting about it and complaining. And I made the mistake of replying to that tweet and saying, oh, I remember that. We all complained that it looked like a video game. And I'm now getting shit on for saying we all complained because apparently I was talking about everybody on the fucking planet and not the people I was watching that WrestleMania with. Because English is hard. For some people. Fuck's sake. For wrestling fans, oftentimes. Or... Yeah, so that, that was the latest reply that I, that I saw when I was at Target earlier. 
as the guy saying, you said we all, and obviously by the replies on this tweet, it's not, it's not all. I'm like, yes, the group of the group of people that I was watching the show with, we all hated the 8K camera. I, and this is, this is a direct quote from my reply. I said, I legitimately regret, I, I am legitimately sorry for replying to this tweet. Well, that's not where I changed the camera. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was Matt Riddle's entrance. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> but before, before we got started, uh, Jason and I were talking about lawn care. Uh, well, Jason was discussing lawn care. I have a fun story about neighbors, you guys. Don't you love your neighbors? No. I know I do. I got a letter, and I'm using the word letter very loosely here. Um, I got a note in the mail, in the mail the other day, um, Tuesday. Was it on the back? Was it on the back of a Burger King menu? No, it was legit. It was legitimately in an envelope with a stamp on it, mm. addressed to resident at my address. Somebody wasted sixty four cents on this bullshit. Is that how much a stamp costs these days? I think so. Oh. I got a note in the mail that says. Please take some time to clean up your property. Show some pride in your neighborhood. Thanks. Ouch. Now, I will admit... Damn. At least will, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I will admit that it has been a little while since I have mowed my lawn, because for the last month or so, every time I've had a day off, it's fucking rained or been 112 fuck degrees outside. Um, so I have not tended to my lawn and I will admit that there is also still the remnants of a, uh, former above ground pool in my backyard that needs to be taken care of. Remnants. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all taken apart and it's just sitting in a pile in the, in the backyard. It needs so to be, it kind of looks like a junkyard. It, it needs Continue. to be taken away. That's where we put the dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> He's not so, from Southie. He's from New Hampshire. <laughs> so I, so I, uh, I, I you, know, you know how you remedy this problem, Adam? Mm-hmm. You set your alarm. And this is a little bit, you have to, this is a burn, but it's a burn you have to sacrifice just a little bit for, but you can make it up on the back end. You set your alarm for 5 fucking a.m. And you go out and you mow your lawn at 5 <laughs> fucking a.m. The problem and is you I go, have you know what? It ain't fucking hot now. I'm taking pride in my neighborhood, motherfucker. Here you go. The problem with that is I have an electric lawnmower, so it's not that loud. Ah, fuck. Um, so I tried. I made I made a big show of because it was because it was trash day. So I had I was well, it's the day before the night before trash day. So I was taking the bins out to the to the to the street. So I made a, a show of op- looking at the letter and then flipping off the neighborhood and throwing the letter in the recycle bin. And then I said, you know what? You want to be petty? Let's be fucking petty. So I went to next door. Y'all know next door? We were talking. We were just talking about social social networks. I've made a post on Nextdoor that says, To whomever mailed this to my house, mind your own fucking business, you twat, sincerely resident. And that got my Nextdoor account locked for being rude. Um, but, uh, you know, worth it. I actually had... Um, oh, Jesus. All right. Um, I actually had a... We used to use True Green for our lawn yep. service. We, my, my dad and at one point, a long time ago. There's like a period of time where I, this is a long time ago where you know everybody in the house was sick or something like that, so I hadn't gotten to cut the grass in a while, probably during baseball season because I 
you know, every couple of weeks, maybe if I'm lucky, I have time to cut my grass during that period of time. Um, but in any event, we have a ring doorbell. So the guy goes and puts the fucking, you know, after they treat the thing, they put the little thing on your door. So it tells you what they did and blah, blah, right, blah. Right. And I'm watching it and I can hear him go, you know, I want to try cutting the fucking grass next time. <laughs> so then you saved that video and sent it to his supervisor. I absolutely did, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then I canceled my service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I called and got Weed Man, which is actually something entirely different than what I was calling for, but yeah, it, it works for the long term. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, shit, man. <laughs> yeah. The man. best. The, anyway. the best part about this is I finally went to mow the lawn yesterday, yeah. and discovered that the last time I mowed the lawn, I forgot to charge the battery. So I did not get to mow the lawn yesterday. Oh, uh, shit. But I tried. Yeah, I got to do mine tomorrow, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not off again until Monday. So don't Well, tomorrow's my – so my company – one wait. thing, one cool thing about my company is every year they give you a day off for your birthday. Just a free day off you can use anytime within like two weeks of your birthday that you want to use it. Yep. So I'm taking it tomorrow and uh, using it to mow my lawn. Yeah. And go out to lunch. Yes, yes, yes. Go out to lunch with my mom, which is nice. And yeah. Jackson will be there too, and we'll do that. So, but I am here because unfortunately, our baseball season has ended. Mm. Well, at least our town ball season. We have AAU playoffs this weekend, but um, yeah, got robbed. Really fucking. Yeah, you said that you got fucked over by an umpire. Oh my god! I have ne- so I have never in five or six years of coaching baseball, I have never one time filed a complaint on an umpire. I've disagreed with an umpire. I usually keep my shit pretty cool. I'm not one of those like coaches that goes running out and freaks the fuck out about every call. It's like, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in the it usually evens out kind of philosophy. But um, so this guy is coaching third base in our district championship game. I'm sorry, not coaching, he's umpiring. So, first play, first inning, this kid is on second base. Jackson, beautiful pickoff move, has him picked off, catches him trying to go to third, got him in what's called a pickle, a rundown, however you want to refer to it, Um, back and forth. Now, Anybody who knows baseball at the juniors and above level, high school level, et cetera, when you take your lead from second base, you actually take your lead behind the base. Uh, reason, couple reasons. First off, it gives you a better view of the infielders who are creeping in. Second off, it gives you the ability to dive to the back side of the base where the throws usually come to the front side. So coaches always teach you to take your lead off the back side of second base. So for that reason, I know that this runner took his lead off the backside of second base. Now, when he's in this rundown, he finally goes into third on the inside part of the bag, so the side of the bag that's closer to home plate, and then proceeds to try to jump out of the way of the tag and sneak around the back and touch the base, at which point he is called safe. However... There is no physical way. Now, for those who don't understand the baseline rule in baseball, essentially, once you start moving towards the base, you have three feet in either direction. That's the baseline. It's not necessarily a straight line from second to third, which a lot of people think it is. Um, so when he started his, his move to third from behind the second base bag, 
there is no way he could get to the base on the inside part of the bag and jump backwards without being outside the baseline. And I attempted to point this out to the umpire, uh, who told me, who, and then I said, hey, could you at least ask someone else? Like, And that's what they'll tell you before the game. They'll say, hey, if you have a problem, come see us. You know, if you want, we can ask for help and blah, blah, blah. And he said, I don't need to. I saw it, coach. Well, clearly you didn't because you didn't know where he started his lead from. So that one sucked because that could end This was scoring. first inning. This was first, first inning. inning. Okay, first so we inning. set the tone. Yes. <laughs> In a game where we lost uh, two, two to nothing. So one run, that kid eventually comes in and scores. Of course um, he does. <laughs> so now. The kid we were facing on the other side, pitcher, is fantastic young pitcher, really good kid, um, very pitch efficient. It, it's hard to face him because he doesn't give up many hits, doesn't give up almost any runs, and he basically works like 60 pitches on a complete game. He's, he's phenomenal. Um, so there was one point in the game where Jackson's on first base, kid hits a ground ball to third, very fast kid. Uh, hits a ground ball to third. He bobbles it for a second, throws to second, gets Jackson out. They don't even attempt at first base because the kid's already there. All right, we're getting ready to keep continue. So now my number five hitter is coming up. Um, and the umpire is stopped by the other coach who comes out and says he didn't even make an attempt to slide or get out of the way, talking about Jackson going into second base. The umpire gets together with the first base umpire, and they call my runner at first out and in the inning. Now, here's the problem with this. There is a rule in high school baseball called slide or avoid, which means if you're going into the base, you have to either slide or avoid. The problem is that that rule only applies in scenarios where, for example, outfielder throws the ball to the catcher, a catcher standing there with the ball waiting to tag a runner. The runner can't just plow through the catcher. Right. It does not apply on a double play. At that point, the rule that applies is that the player cannot impede the defender from making the play, which means Jackson can't grab his arm as he's trying to throw or try to block the ball or anything like that, which he didn't do. So they attempted <laughs> to call him out, at which point I go out and talk to this third base umpire, who didn't, by the way, didn't call it originally, and then decided to call it after he talked to the first base umpire. So I go and I talk to the third base umpire, and he says to me, hey, if you've got a problem, you got to talk to the first base guy because he made the call, not me. Okay, well, I'll go fucking talk to that guy. So I go talk to the first base umpire. He says, he said that? No, he made the call. I, had nothing to do. I said I didn't see it. So now <laughs> this guy's fucking lied to me on top of everything else. I go over there, and I start going back to him. He says, that's it, Coach. We're not talking about it. I don't want to hear another word about it. Excuse me? At which point, my shortstop has to come out and go, Coach, Coach, don't get thrown out of the game. We'll take care of it. We'll handle it. Don't go But um, So not only did he get the call wrong, not only did he not know the rule, not only did he not call it and then change his mind, but he also lied to me about the call. Um. So at this point, I'm just beside my fucking self. Like, I can't even imagine this fucking guy. Um, now, people talk all the time about, like, one one call can't impact the game. But I just want to play this out for you. So because of that call, I got cost one out. 
because my runner at first should have still been at first. My next batter should have come up. Even if they get him out, we get to the seventh inning, which is the final inning at juniors level. Um, the batter at the plate is my number two hitter. He strikes out to end the game. He struck out on this kid's 96th pitch, which means one more batter, they have to go to another pitcher against oh. my three, four, five hitters with a runner on second. Do we win the game? Maybe not. Does the game play out any differently in terms of score? Maybe not. But it definitely impacted how the game ended by a lot. So I called the next day the umpire crew chief for the district, and he profusely apologized. So they got the call wrong. It's been a big issue with this call all year is that people misunderstand the rule. The ironic oh, okay. part, the ironic part, the guy who was calling the game behind the plate, the balls and strikes guy, the crew chief, when the third base umpire went to talk on the appeal, talked only to the first base guy, did not call out the guy at home plate to come have a crew discussion, which they normally do. The guy behind the plate called the same call on me in our regular season playoff game and cost me that game. Then called the crew, <coughs> called the district administrator and explained it to him and was told at the time why he called it incorrectly by calling it that way. So had the third base umpire called him out, he was prepared to explain why the rule was wrong and told me so the next inning when he looked at me and said he blew the call. But he didn't ask me to come talk, so I couldn't. At which point I said, you're the crew chief. You can go out and interject yourself into any conversation you want. So what you're saying is this is a conspiracy. No, what I'm saying is I got screwed. But, again, I didn't go out. I didn't bump the guy. I didn't get thrown out. I didn't, like, try to set an example for the kids. But, man, when the problem is in a game like this, for a lot of kids, this is the last time they play town baseball. Oh, yeah. And that was how their baseball career ended, being mm-hmm. stolen from an opportunity to win a district championship. So, yeah, I'm sorry, that went on way longer than I expected it to, but it was just uh, to try to get all the particulars in there so everybody understands. Um, but, yeah, so fuck that guy. But my question is, like... So what Jason is saying is AI umps you? from here on out. <laughs> What's that, Sal? So do the um, do the umps have it out for you? Because you told me the home plate <laughs> the, umpire... The third base one certainly bullshit seems to. Call, you know, I mean, for a well, game no, before. It, it, ironically, it was the same rule that they both got wrong. Um, right. Which, it sucks when the coach knows the rules better than the umpires do, but it happens. Um, that being said, no, I don't think they have it out for me, because ironically, when I had this conversation with the head umpire, he basically said to me, the other issue I have with this situation is that your reputation precedes you. You do not cause problems for umpires. You're very fair and measured and reasoned. You don't argue a ton. So when you come out to argue, you know, we all know there's a reason for it, blah, blah, blah. The guy I was coaching against, he said, uh, he argues everything. So unless you are 100% sure that that's the correct call, you don't overturn it for that guy because you don't want to encourage him to continue to argue everything and say that that works. So in every instance, in every measure, by every metric, 
I should have been correct on this. And I and, and this one, I'm fucking decided to change the entire course of the game. Yeah, I know it's weird his arrogance because, like you said, when he was like, "Coach, we're done talking about this," I yeah. was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, Fuck yeah, that you. was when I had to almost be held back because I was ready to lose my shit at that point. Yeah, so I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't fucking blame you. Gentlemen, it's been a long time since we've talked about wrestling on a podcast. Don't you have a car story? Yeah, I'll keep it brief. I, I, I would... talk, talk about your rim job, though. So. Yes. <clears throat> Monday night, after it rained all day, there was a fog at night, and I just what turned is, 18. What is this, a 1950s radio drama? Just shut up and listen. <sighs> you know my, I can't do that. My 18-year-old daughter just recently turned 18. It's like, hey, I'm going to take the car and I'm going to go pick up my friend and we're going to get something to eat. And I'm like, now? Because it's like nine. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back soon. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll be back soon. Then I get a text at 11. um, Hi. I'm like, hi. Good start. Immediately followed by a phone call. So she didn't wait for me to respond. Uh, listen, I kind of um, hit the hit the curb in, on Main Street, but it's not fair because that curb was never there ever, ever. There's never been a curb <laughs> there, which she's not wrong. She, they literally just put the curb there in June. They finished the work. So after the holiday, I guess. Right. <clears throat> and it's a curb that sticks out into the middle of the street right in front of the post office. It's good thing they didn't just put in a traffic light. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Uh, she's like, you know, I hit the curb I, I, and I got a flat tire. I think I have a flat tire. I think. All right. Where are you? Okay. I think I shit my pants. No, you definitely did if you think so. So I'm like, okay, where are you? Okay, I'll take your mother's car. I'll come down there. I go down there. What she doesn't tell me is that she hit the curb going a full 30 miles an hour mm-hmm. and it hit so hard that she went up in the air, landed, and it fucked up both tires. Oh, Jesus. Um, so I'm like, listen, I know the mechanic that's right around the corner. You take your mother's car, take your friend home, and then I will I will get this thing to the mechanic's front door. I'll call him tomorrow morning. So I do. I shouldn't have, but I did. I got it to his fucking front door. And the next morning, I'm like, hey, can you take a look at that? And he's like, uh, did you, did you look at it last night? And I'm like, I mean, not really. And he's like, well, come take a look. And I go to look <laughs> at the front, front passenger side. The fucking rim is split in half. It's like cracked so bad. It's already like, it's, it's, that's when you go, what did you do? I wasn't like that when I brought it to you. What did you do? <laughs> right. Um, no, she must have hit that fucking thing. And like I said, it's a brand new fucking curb. It's nice and sharp. She must have hit that thing so fucking hard that it just went right through the tire and just sliced up the fucking rim. So now the mechanic's like, um, you have the worst car on the planet, which, you know, Adam Adam loves telling me. And nobody has your car. So <laughs> I'm not finding you a fucking rim. You find a rim, I'll fix it. And I'm so, that's my job. I got to fucking find a replacement room for the car. 
So and now then Sal's, the got to, Sal's got to go around and be like, do you have a rim that'll fit a Ford C-Max? And everybody's like, why the fuck would we have that? Who owns that fucking car? Surprisingly enough, one place told me they were going to use a Ford Focus's tire. And I'm like, yeah, same fucking thing. It really is. But, yeah, I'm dealing with that. The same thing. Sal's car goes boom, 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 um, and it sucks, and she's all fucking pissed off, and I'm like, well, you really had to go out then, right? You just had to fucking go out last <laughs> night. But, ironically, when I just turned 18, I did the exact same thing to my father's car, and I called him at, like, midnight, and I was like, uh, I think I hit a curb, and, and you'll know where this curb is, Jason, the Fellsway going into Malden. Oh, how it's that all fucking yeah. sex is awful, yeah. Yeah, I fucking, it was pouring rain, and I fucking caught it, and it just sliced up the whole fucking tire. And, <laughs> and I remember he wanted to kill me, and he was swearing at me in Italian. I did not yell or swear. It's almost as bad as the, the entrance, McGrath Highway entrance to 93. That thing I is fucking, fucking hate that thing. That is awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So let me ask you guys a question because it's funny that he says I had, I ended up uh, was it last Monday I think it was not this past Monday but the Monday before uh, I ended up waking up and I went to go make my morning Duncan's run only to find out that my fucking tire was flat like well I got the I got the air pressure alert on my tire and then when I hit the button to get to the air pressure thing it said seven <laughs> well that fucking that's not good so I pulled over I checked it yeah it's flat as shit so I bring it back to the house I called AAA they put the they put the spare, not the, the full-size spare, but the mini-size spare. Now, this begs the question, because now I go to Town Fair Tire, and what do Name you guys at call... discount prices? Yes. <laughs> what do you guys call the little smaller tire that comes with your car? Spare. Spare. It's not a full spare, though. There's, there's other names for it. Donut. Okay. <laughs> That's one of them. That's one of them. Have you ever heard it referred to as a bubble tire? Uh, nope. No. Okay, so it must be a fucking generational thing, because that's why I've always heard it referred to as a bubble tire. Oh, okay. And I mentioned, I said that at Town Fair Tire, and the guy looked at me like I had four heads. He's like, you mean the donut? I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, it's the same thing. Donut, bubble tires, like I've never fucking heard it called that before. <laughs> I haven't, man. Okay. So well, apparently it's right. me. So, ladies and gentlemen out there listening, if you've ever heard of that tire referred to as a bubble tire, hit, up, hit us up on Twitter and uh, let me know. That I'm not alone. I didn't make that shit up myself. <laughs> Wait, can I tell a quick story about a fucking donut slash bubble tire? Sure. I had a Chevy Blazer. This thing was a tank. It was an 86 Chevy Blazer, right? And <laughs> um, ironically, it was the same car that I fucking tore the tires apart. But at a different time, after that was fixed, uh, I ended up getting a flat in the Natick Mall because fuck that place. And then... I called AAA, and they were like, okay, you have a spare. We'll put the spare on your car, and you just drive home or drive to your mechanic. I'm like, I can do that. That's fine. I didn't know. I've never seen the spare in my car. It was an 86 Chevy Blazer. I literally just got the car a month before that. It was. I knew it, where it was. It was under a zipper, but I never even bothered looking at it. I get in the car. I start driving. The whole fucking car just goes sideways. I go and look. The fucking, it was a donut that was for, meant for, like, a Civic somehow got put into my car. And this thing was bent in half from the weight of my fucking vehicle. <laughs> and the tow truck guy was still in the parking lot, and he goes, 
oh shit. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. And he's like, it, it's okay. We'll we'll tow it to your we'll tow it to your house. It's fine. <laughs> and that's when you go. This wasn't what it was like when I gave it to you. That's your responsibility. <laughs> Well, first, didn't charge me for another tow. So. Well, when I so my spare tire on my donut, we'll call it the donut. Um, in my car now, apparently has like a whole lowering system, like a mechanism to lower it from underneath the car. So when I got my tire put back on at Town Fair, um, they they left the donut in the back of the car, and I said, "Hey, uh, you guys gonna put that shit back where it was?" Because they told me they would. I was like, and the guy looks at me, and I'm like, I mean, listen, dude, I could do it myself, but I've never done that shit, and the last thing I need is for that to fall out on the fucking highway when I'm coming out, so I'll just <laughs> fucking throw it back on the thing. So, You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. The first... Because then if it falls out, I can go, I didn't do it! Your responsibility! So... I'm sensing a theme from Jason tonight. Yeah. Uh, the f- Don't the- I always bring a theme to the party, though? Yeah. I haven't been uh, any subs this week, so you know I got to come up with something. Uh, the first, the first accident, the first car accident I ever got into was driving home from high school. In my in my 1995 Dodge Neon. Yeah. Um, Everybody. It's an upgrade over Sal's car. I was <laughs> <laughs> actually wasn't that different, much differently shaped, but anyway. I always I always gave my friend a ride home, and then I. Went to my went to my house. Um, she was leaning out the window, yelling at somebody on the street. One of her friends. And then the door flew open, and, and she was impaled on a street sign. <laughs> uh, no, there was a there was a trailer pulled over to the side of the road. Oh, out. she got hacked by the trailer when the door opened. No, out out of this is the road out of the high school. By the way, so I didn't even make it to the main fuck street. I was on the road out of the high school. I didn't pull the car out far enough to make it all the way around the trailer. And the back corner of the trailer went through my, my little plastic Dodge Neon fender and into my oh. front passenger tire. Oh, my God. So it looks like Wolverine just went. Yeah, and the tire was fucked and the rim was fucked. And I so I pull it. I, I, I managed to get it down the hill to the main road and i pull off to the side and i walk back to the high school on a payphone call my dad at work and be like i fucked up (laughs) he comes Uh, over he comes over i think we called triple a to change the tire out i try to drive it home and the thing the car will not turn left the car will not turn because apparently because i not only did i fuck the tire and fuck the rim i bent a fucking tie rod Mm-hmm. Fucking car would not turn. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Speaking of which, that is uh, also what the tow truck guy told me when he took my car from the shop. Was uh, I think your daughter also bent the control arm? They they probably gonna have to replace that. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm like, gotta find gotta find extra shit to fix. <sighs> I'm wondering if that car's ever going to drive fucking normal again. I mean, I honestly, it's a, for, it's a Ford C Max. Did it ever drive normal in the first place? Drove good, it's fine. Man. <laughs> when you know take, when it worked, when you take the fuses out. Before. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for a guy, okay, this is, I I am a cautionary tale. Don't have bad credit. 
Because when you have bad credit, you go to a Ford dealership and they tell you, hey, come here. If you have bad credit, we'll still get you a car. But they don't tell you what they're going to give you. Mm-mm-mm. And you, you don't have any credit. Your credit is so bad that the car dealership's like, nah, dude, we can't make this work. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad now. It was when I, it was at one point. So go get a new car. My friend. Yeah. I'm fucking, fuck off. (laughs) My friend the other day. Actually, I probably already know what I'm going to get in my my next car, but. My friend friend the other day. Fucking Dodge Neon. (laughs) I was looking at the Chevy Malibus, to be honest. My friend is trying to buy a car. He says, he told me the other day, he found a car at a dealership, but the dealership wouldn't, wouldn't do any, didn't do any financing. Like the dealership doesn't do car loans. I'm like, that's, that's a shitty dealership. Probably not a dealership you want to do business with. Yeah. Well, some of them don't want to be responsible for the expense and all that shit. So. Yeah. Smaller so ones. Sometimes I don't. said, or go to the bank, get, get the loan from the bank Thanks. yourself. Pay the dealership in cash and then just pay the bank back. But anyway, Sal, when you put this episode together, put a note in the description that says skip forward 45 minutes until if you wanted to hear just about wrestling. Um, we should probably get to why we're here. Yeah, we got a, we do have a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah, life uh, got in the fucking way last week uh, because, as we've been discussing in the host thread, none of us can have a week where nothing goes wrong. Um, but... Uh, I don't have, I mean, I've got, I don't really have any notes from the SmackDown before the Money in the Bank that need, need, need to be talked about, but, um, you mean the go home that, no, we don't, <laughs> other than, other than Adam Pierce telling, telling, um, Rich Holland, you know, if you win, if you win this match, you'll definitely be in contention for a United States title match. And then him immediately losing the match. And why, if, Roman Reigns was given the Uber Gold. Why is Paul Heyman still carrying the other two belts? Apparently, Oscar doesn't uh, have her old belt. Apparently, she doesn't have a wise man. <laughs> this is my wise man. Listen, Hunter addressed this on a, on a conference call before Money in the Bank, and he said that he's carrying them for now, and they will be phased out eventually. eventually. His exact words. <laughs> okay. So he's got them now because it looks good, but as soon as he loses, then they're going away. Okay. I mean, probably wouldn't. If he takes a break after Simon Song, we probably won't. Anyway, we're getting way far ahead of ourselves. We have 20 hours of wrestling we have to recap. Right. Let's go. Monkey in the back. Right, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're probably not going to get to much that happened this week, but anyway. All right. Monkey in the bank. Let's go. We... Um, <laughs> Oh, we're recapping the pay-per-view? I was not, I did not come prepared for this. Really? Uh, <laughs> so we got to not talk about the pay-per-view? I got to at least talk about this week's stuff. got to at least talk about the predictions. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, so, so thank you to, so the, t- thank you, thank you to the 10 people who filled out the prediction poll. Hold on. I want to throw this disclaimer out here. I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, when I filled out my predictions for this event... My wife had spent the night before in the ER until 6 a.m. And I was on literally had been awake 24 consecutive hours. And then I decided, oh, shit, I got to do my predictions because the event's like the next day. So I just fucking clicked shit. So 
when my predictions are awful for this, and I don't remember what I picked, uh, that's why. So, disclaimer. Go ahead. Now watch him not get one wrong. That's all right. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tell I, I, Jason. I will. I will ease. I will ease some of your fears right now. You didn't come in last place. So okay. <laughs> Can't ask for more than that after. <laughs> You know. I think I picked Trish to win the money in the bank, and I'm like, I knew she wasn't winning. Why the fuck did I even click on that? <laughs> you did. Um, we start, however, with the men's money in the bank. Um, we did. As I'm watching this, I wrote down, we did the predictions two days ago, and I had already forgotten that Pete Dunn was in this fucking match. Um, he wasn't. Butch, uh, was. Butch was. <laughs> uh, you can tell we really don't care about Santos Escobar, because he didn't even get a full fuck entrance. Uh, also, I don't think I've seen him on TV since SummerSlam. Or if I did, it was very... Well, actually, a lot of shit got cut from MSG, but never mind. Mm. Let's, let's keep going. Crowd was hot for LA Knight. Yes. Uh, I wrote that frog splash from Logan Paul was gross, but someone throwing a bottle of Prime at Damian Priest was comedy. Side note, the FDA is investigating Prime for having six times the amount of caffeine... Of a can in of Coke. Canada. No, no, no. I heard because they're marketing to children in the United States. In Canada, where they don't distribute prime energy. It's also an energy drink. Yes. Yes. It has caffeine it, in it. Is it marketed to children? It says 18 plus on the can. Canada. With all their <laughs> hockey hullabaloo and that bitch and Murray too. Um Let's talk about that Spanish fly. Whose fault was that? Well, that's that's a complex. Yeah, I was going to say because you can say that it's Logan's because fault. First off, and... it originally started because Logan Paul didn't get to the right spot. Mm -hmm. he he sort of, yeah, he didn't land on the rope, the middle right. rope, the right way. However, at that point, Ricochet needs to recognize that right. and not try to force the move. Right. Because my, my his credit went with it as best he could, so as to not make Ricochet look like a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, I was ill advised at, yeah. to say the least. But so that that was my issue is is after Logan Paul missed the middle row, it got very clunky for Ricochet to get him in into position, and it just like it never seemed like they had a good launching point. Oh. Um, now to their credit, nobody got hurt. Nobody's right. hurt. Right. It looked from each angle, it looked like either one of them could have broke the neck because mm -hmm. they went head first straight down. My initial note was I don't think Logan Paul knew that was supposed to be a Spanish fly. But again, I can. The sunset flip seem... spot in the ladies' match later was probably the grossest spot of the night. So it wasn't even that. That's true. But... As Ginger would say. Hmm. Good. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I like like we said. Thank God no one's hurt. I understand they're using this uh, B-roll footage for the for the feud, and it's like the big viral thing, or it's supposed to be. That's like their goal. But and, and shit happens, and of course this prompted all of the AEW fans to start. Oh, see, everybody calls out shit when AEW does it. Like well, the difference is. This is a big five pay-per-view, and it happens once every now and then. It happens seven times per episode of Dynamite. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's not yeah, quite like, the same. The WWE level. has like two people that that wrestle that type of risky style, and AEW has like thirty six. Right. <laughs> so thirty seven. Now that Nick Wayne's there, there you go. I've never seen him wrestle, but I didn't watch good things. I don't know who that is. He was on Dynamite last night, Adam. You didn't catch it? No. Oh, oh yeah. Oh so, no, I didn't. I didn't watch. Go back and watch episode. it. Um. I know he was making his debut though, but he's he's Darby's friend, who was also Darby the son Darby. of his trainer. Yeah. So there you go. Big well, dad, big indie guy. In third North generation guy. Okay. So <laughs> only one person picked Damian Plus, Priest to win Batman to win Money in the Bank, and that one person was Ginger. Wow. So what do we think about Priest? Senor that Money was my in the second, Bank. Like I don't know, I don't really even remember who the fuck I picked, but everybody uh, picked Logan Paul. Everybody picked LA Knight except for Sal, who picked Logan okay. Paul. Okay. I was back and forth between the two that made the most sense to me was LA Knight and Damian Priest. That was the two I went back and forth on. Yeah. So, um, so it doesn't I, shock. I fucking weeks ago said that I was for Damian Priest winning the Money in the Bank, and y'all fucking convinced me that it was going to be LA Knight instead, so I didn't pick it. Don't say y'all. I wasn't even on the fucking show. So talk to that motherfucker right there. Um, no, I, I, I like the pick because I think in this day and age, of course, people immediately went into an outrage online and look at see, they don't ever give us what we want, and we tell them what we want, and they say they listen, and they don't. Here's the thing. Giving Damian Priest that briefcase is a way to try to get him to where L.A. Knight is right now. And as much as I wanted L.A. Knight to win, as much as I thought it would make for great storyline along the way, it's also better if the plan was to turn L.A. Knight face because the case doesn't work as well with a face as it does with a heel, Mm -hmm. and I've always said that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But he sort of organically just got over to that level already. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really need the case at this point, yeah. So didn't bother yeah. me. It, it does great things for Priest. Um, I'm very interested to see, and I like Senor Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see um, how they utilize the case. They're already doing a good job. It's already part of this feud. It's embedded in this whole Finn and oh, Seth storyline. So came into play on the pay per view. Yeah, and that's fine. That's good storytelling, and we'll see where it ends up. But um, I, I have no problem with winning. I was um, was decently impressive and, too. He did the choke slam from the uh, I think it was the choke slam to L.A. Knight from the top of the ladder and the south of heaven. As we have seen in the past, just because somebody wins the Money in the Bank briefcase does not mean they are the ones to cash in said briefcase. That too. Yep, that is true. He, that's a very fair point. Uh-huh. Although you could argue that's only in extreme circumstances, because typically, if they are booking you to win the money in the bank, they do want to... Otis. Yeah. Yeah, Otis and uh, Kennedy, really. That was about all I could think of. <laughs> Might have happened after that, but those are the two that come to mind. Wasn't that... Wasn't, didn't Kennedy get popped? Was, was Kennedy's an injury, or, didn't, or did he get popped for... I no, thought he so lost Ken- it in a match to Edge. So yeah, I but the, the reason a why he lost actually it. turn of events because he had gotten the case. He was planned to win the title. Uh, he had an injury to his tricep. The doctor told him 
listen, we're pretty sure you've torn your tricep. You're going to need surgery. You're going to be out for a year. Um, Vince, on the advice of those doctors, pulled the plug, switched the briefcase to Edge. And then the following week, he got a second opinion and said, oh, no, you'll be fine in two weeks. So Edge went on to cash in the briefcase, beat Batista, get the world title, and Kennedy went to TNA. Oh, that's right. It was Kennedy was supposed to be Vince's secret son, and he had, he ended up having getting popped for yeah, and then Hornswoggle yeah, yeah. and got suspended instead. Hmm. Um, this match was fun. Wait. I don't know that that's true because didn't when they did the Vince's son reveal wasn't Kennedy the one left in the ring and everybody yeah, was the only one left in the ring yeah and then Hornswoggle came out so Kennedy was still there when they revealed Hornswoggle hmm. but either the suspension came after that or I don't know I'm not sure I do remember him getting popped for drugs I just don't remember when specifically anyway yeah match was good good opener hot hot fucking London crowd. They are loud in yes. London. As Bailey will never, ever be able to get past. Yes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. After that, we had the women's tag team title match, which was a lock, sure thing. No title change until... They shocked the hell out of, I think, everybody. Love it. I, I, honestly, like, I love when they do this. So since Adam stopped talking, uh, in the course of the match, at one point, um, Shayna tags in Ronda Rousey, who's prepared to end, live, end lives life. Well, not um, necessarily. Shayna was up against the corner and Ronda tagged yeah, herself so- in. Fair enough. Um, and at that point, camera cuts over and you see somebody drop Ronda Rousey. And at which point I'm thinking it was Raquel Rodriguez. Because actually, Rodriguez and Shayna had similar looking gear that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it took me a second to go, holy fuck, Shayna Baszler just attacked Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. They were they were color-coded to the event. They were, they were yes. green and gold, very Money yeah. in the Bank colors. I was watching live and I was watching my daughter and I... I I did a double take. I'm like, did I miss something? Did I not hear? Did she call her a bitch? Like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> no idea that was coming. Um, Shayna gets a fucking huge pop for doing it. <laughs> we get thank you, Shayna chance. <laughs> and then live. And that and- was just at Adam's house. Right. <laughs> And then Liv and uh, Raquel both hit their finishers, and we have new tag team champs, which is great. Um, but the story is is Shayna Baszler turned on Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. September 10th, 2007. Hornswoggle is revealed as Vince McMahon's son. Mr. Kennedy gets suspended for impersonating a McMahon because he was one of the uh, 11 individuals named in a... Uh, Oh, in the in the steroid PD thing, right? Investigation or whatever, right? Shane was impersonating a wrestler for years. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So grateful, Liv and Raquel. Even though I don't know if they're gonna get a tag team title event at SummerSlam, it seems like they might be doing something else with Raquel. But um, 
So so crowd explodes. They they give Rhonda the the na 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 song as she after she gets pinned. Uh, so Rhonda's the heel, right? <laughs> you would think. Um, my bigger question is why do this? Why go out of your way to have? Why cut the legs out from under Alba Fire and mm-hmm. uh, fuck uh, Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. By having them drop those titles when you could have done this in that match and then gone on to the pay-per-view and had Dawn and Fire defend against Raquel and Liv or even yeah. Kate and Casey. Um, or Katana, sorry. Uh, it just seems to me like we cut the legs out from under Caden and Katana and Alba and Isla for What? And then if you're going that direction that we think we're going with Raquel, you put the titles on one of those other two teams. And like you've you've got one team really, two teams really who are regular tag teams in the women's division and neither one of them is a champion. Mm-hmm. Right. Sort of silly. I agree with you. I do wonder if this was not necessarily their decision. If maybe Ronda was like Hey, an opportunity's come up somewhere else. Uh, SummerSlam's it. I'm taking time off. Like, I don't know. There's rumors about the UFC and... No, she said today she's not doing that. She's not doing that. Okay. It does seem rather abrupt, and it does seem like Ronda was like, Hey, before I leave, let me put Shayna over on the way out. That's the way it seems. So Ronda returned to WWE at the Royal Rumble. Usually the contracts are in year terms. So the fact that her contract would be ending after SummerSlam is a little odd. What if they just extended her six months? I mean, it's possible. But it's weird. I don't know. She's a superstar beyond wrestling, so who knows how she could have dictated her contract. It's true. Plus, she's Adam's favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what happened... Uh, Speaking so of the, no one picked uh, Liv and Raquel in our prediction. One poll. person. Oh! Was it Jason? It was Smathers. So good, good, work, Smathers. good work, Smathers. Speaking of the UFC, briefly, I keep getting this ad on my podcast. Uh, and it starts off with Dana White saying, I'm the president of Power Slap. And I'm like, that is the stupidest fucking name for anything ever. <laughs> oh, there's that, that stupid Fuck show you. where they just fucking slap What I'd like to do to Sky Blue's ass. Not to the point where you break it. <laughs> I mean, some things are worth sacrifice. Yeah. Well, Sky so, Blue's ass can't. You get know a the concussion. juice is worth the squeeze. Sure. <laughs> Sky Blue's ass can't get a concussion, so. <laughs> I don't know. It's got a mind of its own sometimes. <laughs> Intercontinental title time. <laughs> <laughs> you alright, Adam? We're having we're we're having fun tonight. Uh, unsurprisingly good intercontinental title match. Uh, Gunther retains to the surprise. <laughs> To the surprise of nobody except Sal and Jackson. <laughs> what can I say? That really makes me a believer. And then I feel very foolish afterwards because I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it wasn't going to be. <laughs> Adam, which do you hate more? The way she announces Gunter or Chelsea Green? <laughs> to be fair, at this show, she did not announce Gunther. 
Because Ludwig Kaiser did. I'm going to say I actually enjoy the Chelsea Green one. It makes me chuckle. It's all right. I actually like that she's putting a little personality on the announcements and they're not just generic. I, I do think she gets too over the top at times. I absolutely do. But I do like a little bit of differentiation amongst how you announce people sometimes. It's cool. Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> and who, who should make his grand return following the Intercontinental title match? Trash Bandits? I wish I loved Trash Pandas. They came back. There was another one with Trash Pandas recently. Oh, that's right. Of course, we got we got the, the Trash e- Pandas again. We got the Eagles on July fourth, of course. Um, but no, the Scottish uh, is he still a psychopath? No, no. Drew McIntyre came back. Warrior. Scottish warrior, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Famous pipe layer. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody on another podcast referred to the clay, referred to his sword as his fourth leg, and I fucking died. Uh, I gotta tell you, she, he's a favorite of uh, good old Mrs. Stick here because uh, every time he comes out, my wife goes, "Oh, hello." <laughs> What's that? She likes her. So Probably because think- he and I have the same body, so you know. Sure. <laughs> Come on! Except when you're I not... pull out my sword, shit's on. God. I was gonna say, come on, you're not as hairy as Drew McIntyre. Cut the cut. Oh, I'm probably way hairier. Than <laughs> Just not in the same places. Um, good to see Drew back. Huge pop, obviously, in the UK for Drew. They love Drew. Wait, does this mean Drew won't be making his AEW debut at All In? Interesting, you say that because as he enters the ring, Michael Cole goes. Rumors of Drew McIntyre's WWE demise were wrong. <laughs> he doesn't even finish off the quote. He's just like, fake! Fuck you. <laughs> this is the same Michael Cole that later on in the show literally called the crowd in London obnoxious. <laughs> Not as obnoxious as that fat piece of shit Tom Dolly, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, good to see Drew back. Next! <laughs> By the way, Corey, were you aware that London Bridge is falling down? No, there's no structural issues. That fat fuck top dollar tried to walk across it! See? Look what you got started on. <sighs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. You are not my supervisor! Next! <laughs> Don't you guys miss me when I'm gone for these extended periods of time? Yes. <laughs> Fuck, I miss doing this. I had nobody to talk wrestling with other than, like, you know, text-wise. But who wants to do that? Um, Fuck you, Sal. <laughs> isn't this better? Isn't this way better to talk with wrestling like we can hear you and see you and shit? I did it for the Troy. Got <laughs> No, just completely shit on the last the last two episodes that were just the two of us. No, completely, just that's fine. No, I didn't say that. That's... When did I ever say that? I said Jason to said, "Don't you?" Di- Jason said, "Didn't you miss me when I was gone?" And you said, "Yeah, this sucks without you." <laughs> I didn't say that. Never did I say that. Not once. I'm, to be fair, that's how I took it too. 
Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. I must admit, I had a lot of trouble focusing on this match, so I don't have any notes at all. I believe I might have fallen asleep during this match. But again, 6 a.m. in the hospital. So. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you guys. I thought you were going to bring the energy for Cody Rhodes. And both of you were like, eh, fucking. Cody Rhodes doesn't it. need the energy. He's got <laughs> adrenaline in his soul. Sal was, okay. Sal was very uh, boisterously lip syncing something when he came on the Zoom that call. That fucking London crowd loves Cody's theme and then, song. I and then got mad that. at me that I didn't know what it was when I couldn't fucking hear what he was listening to. I what were you listening to, it. Sal? Cody's theme song. Yeah. Actually, no, specifically Cody's entrance at Money in the Bank. Yes. Because you know, in my house, every time. That Cody comes out, my wife, my son, and I, we all still do something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Dark Order. I'm glad you said that, because when the London crowd was singing, there was a part of me that wanted them to say that line instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was awesome. Yeah, they sang his whole fucking song. Yeah. And, it's, um, just now, it, it's a meme now. So. Wow, it is. But... Okay, you know I fully weird, I fully admit that I woe from my couch. So, of course you do. Who doesn't? Um, Troy, Troy definitely doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, shit on everybody who's not Jason tonight, aren't you? <laughs> so Wisconsin. No, nope. I didn't say nothing wrong, bad about Wisconsin. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> um, Cody. Okay, I have a question for you guys about Cody Rhodes. Is he not displayed right now as everything Vince has always wanted in a wrestler? Oh, yeah. Fucking tan, blonde, Mr. America. Can talk no, Vince, around anybody. Vince hated like, Mr. America. Kissing babies, sucking titties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's like... Now, I don't... But do you think... Kissing hands. He ever and thought babies. Cody was going to be this guy when he let him go seven years ago or whatever it was? Well, this is the guy Cody wanted to be and asked Vince to let him be, and Vince said no. Yeah. See it. Say it starts. <laughs> so it took him seven years and finally, not only proved him I mean, wrong, listen, he's making it, him money. <laughs> A lot to, of money. To his credit, he went out and he proved that he was right and Vince was wrong, similar to what Drew McIntyre did. I was did. just going to say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of guys who have been able to go out and say, fuck you, you're wrong, fuck you, I'm right, and came back to a nice little deal and great crowd reaction. So, good for those guys. But only a handful. Not as many as some people would think. Oh, no. Some of them go to other uh, places actually booked worse, like Cesaro. <laughs> Dominic, he's doing great things. Yeah, He played his role perfectly in this match. But the most infuriating thing is... The whole Dominic getting booed thing came about so fucking beautifully and organically, and now the AEW fans are trying to steal it because it's something that works really well on WWE television. So now, like, they're doing it to Don Callis. It's like, dude, you're so fucking transparent. Stop it. Get your own shit. Do you think they're sweetening the booze? Possibly. Like, on SmackDown? For Dominic, no, I think it's a meme now. I really do. Hmm. No, I think it's a meme, but I think sometimes don't give a shit. Like they, because sometimes sometimes it's a little loud suddenly. That's all I'm saying. As soon as he goes to talk, that's the whole meme. I know, I know, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were. I don't blame them. It enhances the fucking gimmick. 
they're definitely doing it to Don. They're definitely sweeting it to Don Callis because fifteen hundred people don't make that loud of a noise. That's true. <laughs> uh, this was a six-four split on the on the poll. Uh, I think I actually picked Dominic because that's how fucked up I was. You did. Uh, <laughs> you, Sal, Smathers, and Troy picked Dominic. You, Sal, still copying me even when I'm fucking. Even when you make your picks two days later. Yeah. Wait, what? No, I made the picks before the event. No, but I made the picks live on the show, asshole. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Which was funny because Adam was giving give me a hard time for picking Dominic. And I'm like, why not? What if Brock comes out? Oh, you guys talked about that on the show? Mm-hmm. I don't listen to that shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Women. Well, especially now that I found out that Sal says the show's only entertaining when I'm on. <laughs> Wait, not women's money thing. I feel like an asshole. I'm the only one wearing sleeves tonight. Shit. We got another. Uh, we got it's another. It's looking hot. <laughs> it is. It's a little bit. And I, have, I have my AC on, but still, it's hot. It's a little muggy in my basement. Uh, another it's nice. Uh, what? Like a euphemism for something? Maybe. <laughs> another nice surprise for the London crowd. As uh, following that match, we got a little. Uh, we got a little apple do. We got a little apple do, Sal. Mm-hmm. Carlito? No. I can't do it. <laughs> I was going to try to do it, and I can't. I'm going to admit that I cannot do the opening to John Cena's theme. Jason, can you? Wow. Anyway, John Cena comes out. And, now, this is um, a surprise. I did dun, not see this one coming. <laughs> I think he means dun. the apple do. <laughs> it's rapper dude. It's apple it's dude. Not rapper um, dude. <laughs> he stole the line from Rapple Dude. No, it's rapper dude. Yeah, Apple dude. Anyway, um, so <laughs> Cena comes out and makes this big show of I need you guys to help me convince the suits in the back help that me. London needs help to have a dude. WrestleMania. So London's getting a WrestleMania, right? What was it? What, what 2028, maybe? 2029? Okay. This is not even a thing. Do you know what's interesting about WrestleMania compared to their other pay-per-views? The city has to put a bid in for WrestleMania. London could give two fucking shits less about having WrestleMania. That is 100% not true. How do you think? Because, because after the Cena thing, it was literally discussed in Parliament about how they need to make it happen. Okay, I may have exaggerated, but am I correct in saying that London that London has to be the one to place the bid? The WWE can't just book WrestleMania. I mean, they wouldn't. They, they, they can do what they want. It's their event. True, but they haven't in the past. You put it out the bid. Now that said, when you say London doesn't give two shits, London also put a bid on Clash at the Castle. They just happen to lose. There was a Clash of the Castle right? was being discussed for Wembley Stadium. So why did they go to Cardiff? Because Cardiff paid them more money. Higher bid. Okay. So you think this is going to happen or not going to happen? Or it's going to happen very soon? I think it could happen, but I don't I, I don't think he went out there knowing that, hey, in three more years, as far as I know from everything that I've read and everyone I've talked to, there is no concrete plan for it to be there. I think it was just 
let's float this out there and make the crowd feel get real loud and get them hyped for the next match and have Cena appear and make the event feel special and Cause to me it's, it's like to me it's like why would you even tease that if it's not something that's gonna happen? Because two weeks because a year from now when it doesn't happen, nobody's gonna fucking remember it happened. Mm, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> the Londoners will remember. <laughs> the people over there who have been hey, dying for a WrestleMania over there will remember. Hey, can you, can you do me a favor? Remind me when Boston's getting the SummerSlam that they lost to COVID. We've had SummerSlam before. Nobody talks about it. We're supposed to have it. Second biggest event of the year. We're supposed to have it. Nobody fucking talks about it. Nobody it's different. Show. They come to Boston for everything. They come to Boston at least three times a year, if not they four. They make a big trip to London every year. Yeah, but it's not fucking WrestleMania. Postmania. The problem is, but by all accounts, the problem is that they they that is a crowd that is so unbelievably not able to be influenced the way you want them to be. Uh-huh. And that for Mania, they worry about that. Hmm. That's a problem. You get that big Mania spot at the end where, you know, Cody finally beats Roman. Oh, no, wait, never mind. Um, but then they boo Cody out of the building just to fucking do it because we're not going to fucking cheer for this guy because you want us to. That's the concern with doing it in London. See, my my take on seeing Cena come out there purposely at Money in the Bank, I really figured that they were just trying to float it out there to kind of push it into into London's court to take to put a bid out. Sure, that uh, yeah, put a bid in, but you know, I'm sure they're trying to drive the price off as much as they can. But that's not bad I'm, business. Apropos, thing now. True. Okay. Well, we've got 20 hours to cover, and we're talking about stuff that's not wrestling. <laughs> so. Well, Grayson Waller uh, interrupted John Cena on SmackDown. No, on the no, pay per view, right? My only, yeah, thing about, my only thing about WrestleMania in London is the fact that it would start both days at fucking two in the afternoon. <laughs> Doesn't WrestleMania pretty much start at two in the afternoon anyway? That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it would start at 11 a.m. It's like football. Football, <laughs> well, baby. Are we talking about sports again? Uh, anyway, talk uh, about Grayson Waller, your favorite Aussie. I Super think. Bowl is the WrestleMania of the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, Waller comes out, talks shit, gets a aid, and leaves. That's the most infuriating thing, and Adam, you probably remember this. You probably have heard this phrase before. When you when you're working for an indie company, or you hear somebody talking about an indie company they work for, and the phrase "It's like our WrestleMania" comes up. No, 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 it's not. It's not even remotely close. It might be your biggest event of the year, but nothing. On an indie is like your WrestleMania. <laughs> stop using that phrase. And stop referring to your champions as world champions when they don't leave fucking Peabody. <laughs> if your title has never been defended outside of Peabody, it's not a world title. Shooting from the hip tonight. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't work for anybody anymore. I can say whatever the fuck I want. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. no, but seriously. I don't think I've things. ever worked. I don't think I've ever worked for a company with a world title. I've heard the phrase more often than I care uh-huh. to. Also, get your own belts. Don't use fucking replica belts. It looks shoddy. Oh, but dude. Jason, they put, they put stickers on them so that they... Yeah, stop it. Like, listen, so, so no secret, the APW title is 
sort of built on the mold of the big gold belt, right? Yeah. Not telling tales out of school here. But it's got the APW logo. It's got its own. Like, it's it's remodeled. It's redesigned. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. I've literally seen places where, like Adam said, they put a sticker over <coughs> the WWE. And, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's awful. Stop Oh, it. You, you mean, like, that one promotion that I went to once that had... Um, the old 1990 WWF like tag belt as like so, like legit like the one from like the shop with just like uh I, that that was like their mid card champion he was wearing a fucking WWF tag belt I was like that's just ugh. it even said LOD on the side no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean NLP one of the titles was an was an ECW title. One of the titles was... To be fair, ECW ripped off the Intercontinental Championship design at one point for their tag titles. They did. <laughs> one of the titles I want to say was, and it was an old 84 tag belt. And then they had just taken little stickers that said NLP and stuck them over. Oh. Yes, yeah, Back uh, before, in the, in the before days of APW, the New England title was the... It's one of the, the old raw tag team titles, yeah, right? The old raw yeah. tag belt, yeah. Yeah, but, anyway, yeah I didn't love that they actually, They've actually indie yeah. indie promotions have their reasons. You want to tell me the why Tony Khan has a fucking pink strapped <laughs> square belt that has no purpose or use whatsoever and is not even being used for this year's tournament? Because they're very good at marketing dead people. Are they though? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next year, and next year we're gonna have a big, big thing at the All Out Pay Per View. We're gonna have the Jan Ross Invitational Scooter Race. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna mention uh, uh, well wishes for Mantar's family, but I guess not. All right, I'm All right. just gonna talk about scooter races. Women's Money in the Bank. Uh, this one is actually was actually a five and five. We had five correct and five incorrect on this one, but um, so well, I mean that means five picked EO and five picked Trish because I know I picked Trish. We had uh, we had two for Trish, two for Zoe, and one for Becky. Okay, who picked Becky? Was it Ginger? Uh, Fetus Rhodes picked Becky. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Ginger got it right. Ginger picked EO Sky along with Bruno Smathers, George Wedgwood, and you, Sal. All right, so there were some sloppy points in this match, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, there was. Um, but overall, I thought like, the fucking sunset flip spot was just fucking crazy. Um, but all things considered, it might have been one of my favorite finishing spots to a Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. I I so I wrote clever, so creative. So... I wrote down, okay, that's a genius handcuff spot. Yeah, loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. There was a little, they were a little rough getting into it. Like it was a yeah. little, it was, it was very much, oh, I, you got to make sure your hand is here and my hand is here so we can do this thing. But the spot itself was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sincerely enjoyed how hard Wade Barrett was trying to cover for Bailey. I'm sorry, for Bagley. Uh, in, in terms of when she, I think, did she? Listen, don't talk badly about the latest member of the Judgment Day. Representing the Judgment Day. <laughs> you catch that one, Adam? Whoops. 
<laughs> I, I did. I just I forgot what you're talking about for a second. I was like, did something happen on Raw? No. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's like Takeshita where she's obviously he's obviously now in the Blackpool Combat Club for no reason with no exposition at all. But is he though? And is Don Callis' family the same as the Blackpool Combat Club, or are they two different things? Yes. <laughs> no, I I think my favorite part of that was EO celebrating on top of the. I'm ladder. not sure we've still ever been told why Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega. Now that I think of it. Oh no, he said it. He did say it. Uh, he he okay. pointed at his scar. He's like, "Look at this. This is your fault, Kenny. You put me in a position to get beat up by my associates." Anyway, uh, yes, EO with the spot of the night handcuffs Becky to Bailey. Those two deserve each other. Through the ladder. Through Becky the ladder was not her finisher. <laughs> but no, I like. I sincerely enjoyed EO celebrating atop the ladder with Bailey and Becky just below her, just like oh, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> now if they, were, if they had any, if they had any creative sense of humor. They would have gone full impractical jokers and made them. Oh, we fucking lost the keys. Now you guys got to be handcuffed together for twenty four hours. Videotape it. <laughs> with the ladder. Yes. They show up on Raw. With oh, that would have been fantastic. You see him trying to get on a plane with the ladder. <laughs> that that would have been fantastic. And then somebody goes, that motherfucker's not real. <laughs> Adam, you don't get that reference That's either? a reference I don't get. Jesus Christ. It's like the biggest thing on TikTok this, year, this week. Some lady, some crazy lady, like, stormed her way off the plane. And then pointed back at the planes like, you people can stay here if you want. You can tell me I'm crazy, but I know that that motherfucker isn't real. I feel, like I've seen, back the I feel like I've seen a screenshot from that as a various meme, but I didn't know. Everybody's been trying to find this woman. In, in the age where every Karen gets exposed in about five minutes, nobody's been able to find this woman. So maybe she is the one. Who is not real? Oh. That's why she tried to. That's why she tried to pass the heat. Happy with the choice, Eos guy? Yeah, yeah. Very happy. Very happy. I would have I mean, preferred LA Knight, but whatever. You get some. I meant for the women's money in the bank case. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as bad as Adam saying Brock would enter the women's money in the bank and win the match. Have you guys seen this thing on Twitter where everybody's exposing like all the old odd acting jobs yep. that LA Knight took yep. before wrestling? Oh my god, I can imagine. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Someone, 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 one of the posts I saw was like, yeah, and he was in this insurance commercial. And I was like, that aired during Raw while he was in <laughs> NXT. We knew that that was him. Because it also had Ric Flair in it. You want to call out Ric Flair, too? There's one where he dressed up like a fat woman. <laughs> My God. Yeah. And then somebody posted a video of him working the Triple H workout video, which I did remember. Uh, also in that video, Ty Dillinger and uh, Jason Jordan. Um, but at one point, Triple H is like, this is way before L.A. Knight or Eli Drake or anything. At one point, Triple H is like, all right, we're move on to the next thing you hear. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, that one won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, I don't to get a drink. Yeah. We're going to do that for the next 15 minutes. We're going to sing that song for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, everybody gets a point except Troy and Bruno. 
who picked Finn. And that was just based on cock. <laughs> Isn't it always? Um, what do we think about the, the breaking up the Judgment Day? They're not. They're fine. Didn't you see Raw? What's the matter with you? Are they going to hug? They worked it out. They hashed it out. They're fine for now. And then they're burying all the young talent on NXT, so. <laughs> yeah, have, oh, that's right. They're on NXT. I have, that, I have that in my notes later. <laughs> Buried again! Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we all knew Seth was going to win. I think it was sort yeah. of a lazy way well, to get there. everybody except Troy and Bruno. Yeah, right. I think it was a lazy way to get there, but whatever. It is what it is. Match was good. Likely going to happen again at SummerSlam, is my mm-hmm. guess, because they haven't built anything new for Seth. So, well, and they said that on Raw. Finn was like, "I get, I get him first, or I get him next." And Priest was like, "All right, man, take, take it." So, seems like that's the direction. With Priest of course. is definitely cashing in in SummerSlam, costing Finn, right? Or does Finn win and he cashes in on Finn? Oh, he said he wouldn't cash in on Finn, but if he, he said cashed, he wouldn't he cash in a on lot Finn, Seth Rollins and makes it. A triple, a triple threat, and then pin Seth, and he's not cashing in on Finn, though, right? That's fair. Or, if Seth beats Finn again, Priest, and even though Seth is, he won, maybe he's like half dead, Priest cashes in after the match, so then he's like, I didn't interfere in your match, you lost, and now I took a shot. Which does raise an interesting point. Which is, oh, uh, uh, hmm. I have to say that. <laughs> uh, there was not a cash in, which gives a point to everybody it's else. Argument when you eat pussy, the ladies love it. <laughs> which gives a point to everybody except Bruno, who not only said there would be a cash in, he also said there'd be a new champion. I thought the match. I enjoyed the match. Um, I have an excuse for horrible predictions, Bruno. Good. It was good. A lot of people were underwhelmed by the match. I, I think it was all right. It was. It was a lot of Seth selling his ribs because when Finn got hurt, wasn't like fantastic. Oh, wasn't. But Finn was hurt, so I think we all sort of figured they changed it on the fly. But and this one um, was centered around him being hurt kayfabe because of his ribs so right. and if the plan was to take it to SummerSlam they're going to save something I think yeah. if anything SummerSlam the yeah. blow away match yeah. uh, and we end with our main event the Bloodline Civil War uh, another 6 and 4 split on this one as uh, Ginger Troy Bruno and Sal picked Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa I thought you were going to say another 64 wrong. minutes of entrance for this match. Wait, I actually got this one. <laughs> you did get this one, yes. Wow. Uh, this, is when the crowd, this is when Michael Cole called the crowd obnoxious. <laughs> okay. He's calling the crowd obnoxious at this point, but it was like 38 minutes from the time the last match ended until this one started. And like, Michael, did you ever see your heel work when you were feuding with Jerry the King Lawler? You want to talk obnoxious, motherfucker. Right. Like, dude, it took a long time for this fucking main event to start. We had to we had to bask in the crowd for about oh I don't know twenty eight minutes 
before these guys even hooked up. And I get it. There's a, there's an essence. There's a feeling. It's a big deal. But it was just like there's an essence. <laughs> Maybe Do you essence mean an atmosphere? An atmosphere. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah, there's an atmosphere, the but it just of the bloodline. It took so fucking sounds like a cologne. <laughs> With a brand new fragrance, wise man. <laughs> <laughs> But picturing anyway. a black and black and white room, the the camera pans past just past Paul Heyman's face the sh- as the shadow moves the other direction. Smell like Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely said like a Samoa, like the Girl Scout cookie, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say like a Samoan, and then I just said, "Let's go and smoke." <laughs> <sighs> All right, but when the match did finally get started, this was another masterclass in storytelling and callbacks. Um, read into it what you will. Jay doing the rock punch with the three and then the spit. I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the finish surprised me only because I really was wondering how long they were going to go without Roman being pinned. That's the most controversial thing is I I struggle with this one because I okay. understand for a storytelling device why they did it this way. Mm-hmm. I just sort of feel like the big moment of Roman finally losing the title should be the first time he loses the belts. You mean the first time he gets pinned? Yes. I get it. But they needed a challenger for SummerSlam, and this was the only way to get there. No, it wasn't. Jay could have pinned Solo. Yeah, but that doesn't have the same. Sure, it does. Then he can hold over that I still have a victory over Roman Reigns. Absolutely could do it that way. I think they wanted to make Jay with this. They wanted to make him. So is Jay winning the title at SummerSlam, in your opinion? No, then but they've done. They, they, but they've done a fantastic job of convincing a lot of people. Unless otherwise, Jay's winning that title. This was this was a waste of that moment. Yeah. Now, if they had actually put the title on Cody at WrestleMania, they could have done this, and it wouldn't have affected anything at all. It would have just been great storytelling. I actually thought that when this happened. <laughs> uh, the ramifications like- of that, seriously. But anyway. Adrenaline in my soul. Should have put the belt on. <laughs> so we got on the ref bump. It looked like yes. uh, uh, that was like a, a video game ref bump. He was like, Ooh. He, got, he, got, he got he got caught in the rope. So I was worried. About his, I was worried for worried for yeah. I thought poor, that might have been a legit Dan, one there for cause... poor Dan Angler there. Um, I feel. I, Saying they 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 built they built Jay they made a star I feel so, to to me it was slightly to the detriment of the match I still loved the match my last note was fuck that was fun but he they did a that that spear spike combo and he kicked out yeah. of that um, yeah he kicked out of moves that nobody has kicked out of individually and he the, kicked out of them together. The super kick into the Superman punch into the super kick into the spear was a bit much for me. Yeah. 
Uh, and Michael Cole completely missing the low blow on the kickout right before that. Yeah, I like that it's spot. On I thought that his was monitor. They tell you to well, look that's at the because they did that same spot when Roman beat Jay. Yes, Jay had oh, him no. pinned at the time. That's fantastic storytelling, but fucking ball drop for Michael Cole because they tell you to look at the monitor, and if he was looking at the monitor, <laughs> too busy with focusing on the crowd being obnoxious. <laughs> The camera right there, you see Jay's fucking arm go into ball, Roman's crotch. Was their ball, table ball, destroyed ball by that dropped, point, though? Ball dropped for Michael Cole. Ball undropped for Roman Reigns. Was their table destroyed by that point? Yes. They might not have been able to look at the monitor. Was it? Yeah, because Solo already jumped and missed. That's right. Yeah, so there you go. Okay. Take it back now, Sal. Two hops this time. Yes. That's correct. I I was let's go. I was honestly waiting for a cash in. <laughs> Two hops this time. Good. I that would have been something. I was kind of waiting for a cash in either after the tag match or during during the tag match after the ref got fucked up. But can you imagine? So what what would you think if if Jay and Jimmy won and then Priest came out and cashed in and took the belt? That would have been something, huh? Mm-hmm. That would have been something. Shit. You wouldn't have liked that. I think that would have been a waste. Yep. It been shocking. <laughs> so, I know at this point it's difficult because at this point you've invested so much time that shocking is It has to be grandiose. It has enough. to be the right person, the right moment, like at WrestleMania, super hot yeah. crowd, super hot white meat baby face. I mean, you can't pass his, up that opportunity when you get it. his wife and his baby yeah. in the audience in the front right? row. Oh no! It, and, uh, his daughter that ended racism—that's true. The kid of his friend who died. All right. I mean, that's the moment. That's what you're looking for. So we uh, we, 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 we we glanced over it earlier, but I also like that, like, as of like the episode of NXT, three days later, EO Sky was already the second longest Women's Money in the Bank holder in history. Yes. <laughs> Which is fucking crazy. <laughs> Um, I mean, it doesn't matter if she had, if she had cashed in and taken the title, Charlotte would have just taken it off of her. So that's <laughs> the point. I guess you hold Charlotte off a little bit longer if you don't cash in. So mm. yeah. So there, the the Charlotte uh, I I didn't count the Charlotte uh, match uh, that was on the prediction poll as part of the prediction contest because it didn't take place at the pay per view. I got that uh, one right. Fuck. Wasn't uh, it just a DQ? I don't know. I don't even remember. I just remember the three of them were fighting her, Bianca, and Asuka. Um, so, out of the eight, uh, out of eight possible points, uh, in tenth place with two, Troy. I'm not the worst. I'm not the worst. Yeah. Uh, tied for eighth place with three, Bruno and Sal. Ah. So I beat Troy and Sal. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Tied uh, for sixth place with four. Jason and Jackson. All right. Well, we were both tired that day. Uh, tied for fourth with five, myself and Fetus Rhodes. And tied for first with <laughs> six out of a possible eight, Ginger, Smathers, and George, uh, George Wedgwood. Nice job, fellas. Especially Ginger. Ginger, <laughs> Smathers, and Woodward sounds like the worst fucking law firm ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you get hit by a bus as you were stepping out of a taxi cab? Call Ginger oh Smathers and Wedgwood. 
Suddenly I want to go buy some magazines. <laughs> if I may, gentlemen. All right. So pay-per-view over, Sal. Where do you want to go? I like, can we tie it into the tribal court? Can we sure. go right to there? Because that, that was the fallout from this, is, is the tribal court, which was hilarious because they called it that. They advertised it as tribal court. And the first thing Roman does when he gets out there, he goes, I didn't call this court. So this isn't happening. This isn't authentic. This isn't real. If I, I didn't call it, this can't be real. Oh, it was so fucking good. He put on that show. motherfucker isn't real. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Roman put on a fucking thirty-minute soliloquy uh, and did a damn good job. Two-hour show, forty minutes of it was tied to the bloodline. <laughs> yes. Um, fantastic. Huh. That's without commercials. Without mm-hmm. commercials, right. And them having Fantastic to constantly... Heat. <laughs> yeah, to the point where they had to consi- con- consistently silence the crowd chants, uh, which definitely didn't take away from the segment at all. Which were, fuck you, Dana, thank you, Cora. It's really weird <laughs> that they were chanting out at SmackDown, but yeah. I really hate Dana Brooke. Um, no, they got all the fucking heat they needed to on Jimmy. They tied up Jay in the ropes to make, make him fucking watch it. It was great. It propelled Jay to that spot at the end of the night. My favorite, favorite part of the whole thing was Solo looking down at the necklace. Because mm-hmm. that was such a breadcrumb. It was so cool that they mm-hmm. did that. He was excellent in that. Yeah, it was great. So you say a breadcrumb, and they've already done it once before. Now I'm starting to be like, this is going to be a one-on-one match at SummerSlam, right? I'm not going to make it a fatal four-way, I think. It's a one-on-one. But the solo thing, they're just planting seeds for down the road. Mm-hmm. So when they have to do a tribal court, they'll have all this footage they can go back to. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, because it's funny. We talked, in the, we talked in the past about the, the time Roman accidentally bumped Solo and then sort of realized, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Mm-hmm. The one that people tend to gloss over is during Jay's first promo, I think, after Saudi Arabia. They made mention of, like, I don't even want to be the tribal chief, but you know who should be? Solo. And then Roman has a fucking laughing fit in the ring mm-hmm. and then looks over at Solo and goes, oh, fuck. Like, like, <laughs> like oh. That's true. That's not so, mentioned enough. Yeah. Um, Jason, what did you think of Tribal Court and how it played out? <laughs> that was good. It was more ex- excellent television from this group. I mean, did it go a little bit long? Probably. I think the beatdown probably went a little longer than it needed to at the end. Um, but all, all things considered, it got us to where we needed to be, and it was entertaining the whole time. So, Man, the biggest, the biggest complaint about it that I saw on Twitter was I just can't believe that Roman would crease those fucking Nikes. Oh, my God. You can't crease fucking Nikes, man. Yeah. Who's your expensive shoes? He's not the box you could give a shit less. Um, <laughs> like a way, normal shout out, person. Shout out to my wife and son for my birthday gift of a new set of Tatum 1s. So. Nice. Is that Very a car? Nice. Barbershop edition. No, it's not a car, Adam. <laughs> uh. But it would be nice. They're nicer than Sal's car. That's true. Uh, that doesn't take much. Hey, hey, you seem to forget what you used to drive before the car you have now, okay? Because I remember it. What, the Corolla? It was a little shitbox. The Corolla I drove before my current Corolla? 
That red car? The Yaris? Yes. Don't talk shit about my Yaris. Fuck Is that the you one you totaled Yaris. coming out of Dunkin' Donuts? I have never totaled a car coming out of Dunkin' Donuts. I totaled the Yaris by running over a deer with it. <laughs> there was one, uh, maybe you didn't total it. There was one where you got into an accident leaving the Dunkin' Donuts because I saw it on your Facebook. I don't remember that. How long ago was that? Anyway. That was a while ago. Adam's like, these oh, are lies. I never yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. No, that was that was still the that was that was the old Corolla because it was snowy and I slid going around the corner trying to pull into wait, the wait, wait. parking lot. That was the Adam Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> How has it not been brought up before? <laughs> Great, my car hates vaccines. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking uh, about Jay Uso being the one to take the belt off Roman. What? No, no, we weren't talking. Were we talking about that? Uh, no, won't happen. It's not uh, gonna happen. It's you not gonna happen. But it, it's not gonna happen. But it'll be a hell of a match. See, here's my thing, though. And I understand that there's all this speculation about Roman's schedule over the next six months, but we already. This is how we started was with Jay Uso. This is how the whole fucking shit started, really. Especially with the bloodline storyline. And and I know he's most likely not gonna win, but for him just to lose again, ugh, I hate that. Unless somebody interferes. I'm gonna hate it if he wins. I know, because you don't think that this is good enough for their for the story. Much less on the level to end one of the greatest reigns of all time. And it's a little bit of nepotism. The trick is not who ends the reign. The trick is what happens the day after. Right. And the day after, when you stand in the ring, SmackDown after, whatever it is, Raw after, and you stand in the ring and you've got the belt and everybody goes, Oh. Oh. Great moment at the pay-per-view, but... You don't really look like a world champion. Do you think they would have done that to Sami Zayn? It's possible. And that's why I had no problem with them not pulling that trigger. It's, see, and that's the other problem, too, and you, you touched on it. It's not just doesn't really look like a world champion, but does he really look like the guy who ended the greatest championship reign of the modern era? That's my point. Yeah. You've built this up too much yeah. to the point where you have a very small list of people that are believable that can take it off. Well, who? And, well, and, and take that list and now add to, pe- to subtract the people that he's already beaten. Right. Because, yeah, that's the problem. So Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he, that's the only one he actually didn't beat during the run. He had a match yeah. with them, but Seth technically won that match. Yeah. Um, Baron Corbin. I was just going to say. So let's talk about the last guy who pinned who pinned Roman Reigns. Uh, what do we think about the elite company? Jay finds <laughs> this. This. So we talked. We talked two weeks ago about Baron Corbin coming out for his NXT title. Wait, but he match. came out. Good for him. <laughs> yes, he 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 fought for the title and then went hey. <laughs> so. 
Hesten. Um, doing doing the lone wolf in the, for the NXT title match against. Which, by uh, the way, I loved. I don't. I think it was Sal said he didn't like it. I loved the fact that they brought back the lone wolf thing. Thank it's, you. But then this yeah. past week or last week, whenever the fuck it was, we we're getting these video promos now of him being like, "I ain't any of that shit." I'm gonna set because all he went that back shit to his on fire. And it didn't work. So what do we think about this? I'm an, I enjoy it. I'm a fan. I, I'm an, I'm very interested to see where it is. Sal is smiling like, of course you like Baron Corbin. Shut up. I yeah, don't, yeah. I'm not a Baron Corbin fan, but I liked these segments. Yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes. Problem you have is similar to what we were just talking about. He's already lost the title match. So where do you go from now? So now you do this big reveal so that what? You can win the North American title? Yeah, but what do you mean reveal? Because his his vignettes have been no gimmicks needed. That's my that's my that's new gimmick. So I'm not I'm no I longer hate that gimmick. Because <laughs> that gimmick never works. Like remember when Wasn't Dustin like tried that Brother, gimmick? No gimmicks needed. Noted. Sal hates Chris Candido. All right, that's what it was. Chris Candido. It was Chris Candido? I I remember it with um. Uh, Everybody's favorite cock. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Miro. I don't know if they ever actually, she ever actually fucked anyone else. Right. Sonny, on the other hand, I mean, there's a fucking list. Wow, yeah, he, he, Vita was working was, there. Like he would, leave, she would leave his hotel room to go fuck Shawn Michaels, and then come back. Which probably with Shawn still dripping out of her. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of fucked up. Anyway. Who the fuck says shit like that? Jesus Christ, Sal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole uh, I don't need a gimmick and I renounce all my old gimmicks, it never really works in wrestling. You do need a gimmick. You need something. So not having a gimmick is not does not make you interesting, in my opinion. I mean, what's Drew's gimmick? He's laying pipe all over Cleveland. Oh. Hello! <laughs> That's why they're able to sell at that giant arena that the AEW can't. <laughs> It's a big, it's a big sword. It's a, it's a big um, sword. So, a couple more things from SmackDown before we close the book on that. Sure. Um, oh, this is, how, this is the MSG SmackDown. How do we feel about the burial of talent that occurred on SmackDown? Because on the same show, you had AJ Styles pin Karrion Cross in like two minutes, and you had Grayson Waller debut in a loss to Edge. Hmm. Oh, no, no, and no, no, and no, the no, internet no. has told me I should be outraged at the burial of talent on this show. Mm-hmm. That is two things that are very, very different. AJ, AJ and Cross obviously had their time cut. I and don't think Cross the result would have been different. Oh, and he's injured. Okay, I didn't know he was injured. So that's even more reason why the match was short. Right. Um, okay, so you were being facetious. I understand. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, my note, my notes just say so. Carrying cross, huh? No, that was the hell of a match with uh, Edge and Grayson Waller, and and Edge put him over huge afterwards. So, yeah, people in people in wrestling need to understand. It's so funny to me because Edge, a legend in this business, a Hall of Famer, two times I think, two time Hall of Famer, singles and a tag team, maybe. Okay, I think. I think so. I could be wrong. Could be thinking of somebody else. Uh, but in one. any event, he is a Hall of Famer, and he went out there and had a barn burner with Grayson Waller, made him look like a million bucks. Uh, 
put him over after the after the victory, and people will be like, oh, they fucking buried him. But those same fucking people will tell me how great Nick Wayne is after he lost to Swerve Strickland. He's a one-time Hall of Famer, but he is a four-time Slammy Award winner. So. Okay. There you go. Um, and a one-time Matt Hardy girlfriend stealer. <laughs> Just once. Besides, he's with Rebby now. He's fine. Wait, Edge has been with Rebby too? Jesus no, Christ. Oh, he's, my God. <laughs> not Let's not put that out into the universe. Um, oh, how fucking hilarious would it be if it came out tomorrow that Edge was banging Rebby already? No, dude, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> I mean, first off, that would kill him. But second off, how fucking funny would that be if he went and fucked Matt's chick twice? Oof. Ouch. Uh, you know who would love it? Jim Cornette and Brian Last. Thought you had to say Jeff Hardy. Um, <laughs> oh, I heard about Cornette. Yeah, I saw the whole thing with Cornette and Matt Hardy. God, Matt Hardy is so fucking bored these days. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, nobody needs to complain about the treatment of Grayson Waller. That was... Of course, Edge is going to win. That's the point. Like, dude, he's a fucking multi-time world champion. Like, but the fact that the kid can hang, like, it means something. What we can complain about, because we have seen months on end matches being advertised for shows, that, and, they, and they don't have them for whatever reason. They just pretend they never announced them. Shotzi and Bailey being a great example of this. Why, if Cross is hurt and you're low on time, do you even put that match on and instead not put the L.A. Knight segment on actual TV. That was the one that I was like, what the fuck are we doing? This guy's hot as a pistol. He should never not be on TV right now. I agree. Now, I didn't know he was purposely not on TV until I found out afterwards that he had been on, uh, you know, the dark matches before the show went live. I didn't know that. The Internet told me. But just the fact that he wasn't on the episode was enough because everybody was talking about him after Money in the Bank and going into Money in the Bank. However, isn't he a Raw guy? Did he get drafted LA to Night? No, yeah. he stayed on SmackDown. He stayed on SmackDown. Okay, yeah, then that's a swing and a miss. You can't not have that guy there. Um, and I agree. It, there's no reason to even do the AJ cross match at that point. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Anything interesting to you guys from Raw? Yeah, let's talk. And this didn't happen this most recent Raw, but let's first talk oh, about Shayna. No, but let's talk about Shayna and Ronda. Because uh, last week's Raw, uh, Ronda's in the ring, and Shayna comes down, and Shayna rips her apart, and mm-hmm. I and the crowd were there for it. <laughs> first thing Shayna does. No, no, put the microphone down. I speak for everyone in the arena when I say no one wants to hear you talk. Or we're all sick of hearing you talk. Um, and then everything she said in the promo was right. Like, she brought up all valid points, and she's the baby face to me. But then this week they fucked it up. So, <laughs> I don't know. But was that not a great Shayna promo? When have you ever heard me say that? I mean, it was all right. I, I didn't think the delivery was particularly great on either side of that promo. I mean, the content was fine. I, I, there are times when they go too hard for the oh shit moment, and it just falls flat for me. That was one of them. 
For me, it depends on who's saying it, and since somebody like Shayna never really has that much mic time, I appreciate it. Jason, I know she shows Jason, you why she doesn't have that much mic time. Uh, Jason will appreciate the note that I wrote in my notes for this segment that just says, Oh, shit, Shayna's popping <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, speaking of last week's Raw, we got another fun uh, Trish Stratus callback with that face mask. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, yeah, but she wasn't in lingerie on a table this time, <laughs> which I endorse. And if she does, I will say, thank you, Trish. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to nine days ago, NXT. Yeah. And uh, another surprise of the night. The... Guys, I barely remember what happened this week. You're making me go back a fucking whole week. Jesus Christ. The diamond mine this week. The di- the diamond mine losing the loser leaves NXT match. Yeah, which was interesting because you guys were so fucking convinced when I listened to this episode. Yeah. That. Oh, this is how they're finally writing the dyad off. Yeah. Fuck that, bro. You guys were. We abs- I I will take a hundred percent. Funny part was I had read the spoilers before I listened to the episode, so. <laughs> going, oh, these motherfuckers don't even know. We didn't. Um, so are they going to uh, Raw or SmackDown? The Creed Brothers. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, you said that because this week's episode of NXT, uh, they there's a segment backstage where the um, uh, fuck, what's the name of the group now? Schism. Schism yeah. shows up to confront Ivy Nile, and there's two guys in the there's, there's a bunch of guys in the masks behind them. Yep. The two on the left, very clearly being the Creed Brothers. <laughs> So, not sure if that means that they're actually going to be uh, heading up to the main roster just yet. Did you guys see the picture of them? I saw. I, I watched the segment and I remember the, the crowd. I didn't specifically notice that it was them. Um, Are you saying we're going to have a Juan Cena situation where somebody got fired, but they didn't really get fired, and they're still going to be here every week? <laughs> Because that always does such wonders for everybody's credibility. We also got we also got a fun reveal during that match that when they they took apart the uh, announce table that Vic Joseph apparently keeps a huge stash of candy at the desk. Maybe he's diabetic. His candy went flying. Actually, you know what? It probably is related to that, as I recall, on an episode on, on, on not diabetes specifically, but oh yeah, okay, uh, on an episode. Uh, I don't know. It looks like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> on an episode of ATB, when he was still the co-host, he talked about um, doing takeover. Wait, who's not the co-host anymore? Uh, Vic Joseph. Um, oh. Doing, I think it was Takeover Thirty One, maybe, and almost passing out during the main event because his blood because it looks a low blood sugar. So I guess. Oh, uh, so there you so go. So that's, I, that's why the candy's there. I just remembered that just now. Um, um, no, one thing that kind of surprised me on last week's episode of NXT, hopefully you didn't do it this week, uh, after the first segment, we cut to the desk and Booker T just rips his shirt off. Yeah, what the fuck? I, is he drunk now? What the fuck is he doing? I'm pretty sure he's, uh, like, I don't even know. Is he trying to get fired? Maybe. Fingers Maybe crossed. Maybe he's trying to get out of his contract. Maybe he wants to go to AEW. I mean, they, I hear they pay old guys pretty well over there. It'll be black snow all over again. 
Tell me you remember that one, Sal. You don't remember about, that? When he used you talking about comment- Black... No, when he used to do commentary in TNA, he called himself Black Snow, and him and Kevin I, Nash would do commentary. No, I did not remember that. I remember Black Rain, who was like the fatter version of Goldust. But, uh, fucking Booker T. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. He's a mess. Anyway. Uh, I also like this crash course in the uh, justice system we're getting from NXT. Because uh, you know how the, you know you know you've seen it in all your laws and orders and, and, and CSIs and whatnot when the when the, the 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 lawyer stands up and says, "I'm sorry, Your Honor. I know we impaneled a jury and the state hired a lawyer, but the defendant just won a wrestling match and is now no longer accused of anything." <laughs> You're talking about Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, so immediately, and, and this is... He even has a tag title match, Your Honor. Hold on here, because my son is 13 years old. Okay. NXT was on. Now, he doesn't always pay attention to the shows. He's 13. He's got a lot of shit. He, he's very easily sidetracked. He's on his phone, on his Snapchat most of the time, whatever. Um, he's watching the show or it's in the background while he's on his phone. He looks up and goes, that's not fucking how court system works. (laughs) Can't just decide if you're going to press charges by a wrestling match. (sighs) That was fucking dumb. That was the dumbest shit they've done. Really, really bad. Was it was it better or worse than Tony calling in from prison during the tag match during the match this week? Uh. <laughs> but at least this week the prison finally got lights. Did no, no okay. I don't know where they went wrong, but this whole fucking story is is garbage for me. None of it makes sense. Not even in fucking mafia movie terms does it make sense. Like just. No, this this makes me not want to care about any of them, Gallus included, which is a shame because Gallus all of a, all of a sudden got like the stinky rub from fucking Stax is the Stax is the mole, but Stax isn't the mole, but maybe he's the mole, but who's the mole? He's the overboss, over under, over under five boss. <laughs> Five dollar foot boss. <laughs> That's a mess. I literally hated it all. Uh, is Tony D hurt? Is that why they're wasting time with this shit? God knows. No, he's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> hey, officer Trey. Hey, come over here and take this guy away from me. I'm done talking to him. Fuck out. Yo, where's that? My bitch is here for the conjugal. Let me in the fucking room. Hey, yo, you know what I'm saying? I had a fucking bing, bang, and boom. You know what I'm saying? Fuck this shit. Let's go. I like how every week the Tony D'Angelo impersonation just edges that much closer to Andrew Dice Clay. I was just... <laughs> Aren't they sort of the same thing? I was just going to be like, hickory dickory dock. What's the rest of the poem, Sal? Um, <laughs> Ivy Nile was riding my cock. Oh! Oh! <laughs> that was beautiful. 
That was beautiful. We need to end the episode right there. We're not gonna be, we're not gonna beat that. That's it. End of story. Uh, Good night, folks. The, Been fun. <laughs> Join us next week now uh, for a very special episode. I have to I have to mention this just for the joke that I wrote. Um, do you guys see what happened during the the Alpha you Academy jokes for this shit? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys see what happened during the Alpha Alpha Academy graduation ceremony? Valhalla told, stole Valhalla stole Maxine's jacket. They oh. did, or she did. But Shout I like the Jeff. R.I.P. Yeah. I like the part where um, Chad told Maxine to take her clothes off. <laughs> yeah, very and much crowd, so. Did Jason. A bad idea. And the crowd was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and we thought AEW scooped up all the horny male audience crowd. Damn those dastardly Viking Raiders! At least they're doing something. <laughs> Ish. So, so Bronson Reed is Mrs. New Henchman now. He was his henchman before. Were they? He saved him in the Dexter Loomis match. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. But that was strictly transactional. That That was only because Miz paid him an undisclosed amount of money. Mm -hmm. So is he paying him again? Because it feels like Bronson is in this feud now. And we're going to do the thing where Champa has to get through Bronson to get to Miz. Sure. Which, SummerSlam? I guess. Uh, got a thunderstorm going on here. Right in the basement. No, no, no. Bronson Reed's finishers called Tsunami. It's different. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 that's where the wait, shark. That's, that's, that's where the shark was from. Tsunami. Yeah, right. Oh, this week on Raw, Ricochet cut a promo, and and Booker T refers to it as oh. <laughs> no, Booker T refers to it as Booker, okay. you gonna say something? Booker, you have any thoughts on that? No brain, no water Just meat The fuck does that mean? Shucky <laughs> ducky quack quack Oh, this guy's definitely in my fave five. Like, look, that was a fucking thing from like twenty years ago. T-Mobile. Okay, that, that was, was literally a T-Mobile, T-Mobile commercial from like two decades ago. Seriously, stop it. Oh. I would, I would enjoy this show so much more if he would just randomly break into King Booker from time to time. <laughs> um, he did. He was no, he should just do it all the time. Like he's like he's just losing his shit. They were talk. He might go down that route because they were talking about the Great American Bash last week. <laughs> he was like just random shit. Like at times he'll he'll channel fucking, um, fucking King Booker. Sometimes he'll be GI Bro. You know, there'll be that. Black Snow Tell will make an appearance. That. Tell me, didn't just say that, Vic. Tell me, you did not just say that. And call Hulk Hogan an N word. You know, all sorts of shit we could do with this. I'm really wondering if Booker T tries to take it in that direction. If he is trying to get fired. It would make it entertaining. It really would. Oh, my God. It'd be the last thing he ever says on WWE television, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> That's the point we're at where I'm sitting here going, please call Baron Corbin the N-word. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the Vince McMahon can say it on TV. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
That right. was that wasn't even a pay per view. That was TV, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like on SmackDown. That was like yeah, CW. Yeah. yeah so the the Logan Paul Ricochet segment was okay, but um, here's hoping they don't try to break at any tables at SummerSlam. Oh, they're gonna go through like nine of them. Um, what do you guys think about Logan Paul calling out the fact that the crowd was chanting for Logan Paul during Ricochet's promo, and that and Logan Paul said the word promo in the live mic? I don't care. I don't like it. He's not a regular wrestler. I like the fact that they don't conduct themselves when celebrities don't conduct try to conduct themselves like regular wrestlers. That's true. Uh, Ricochet, though, I thought he did pretty good on the mic, considering it's Ricochet. They're fine. Ricochet sucks on the mic. It is what it is. It wasn't bad this week. He was all right. He's got a big old forehead. <laughs> oh, you know what sucks, though? He did the Velveteen Dream spot where he jumps over the top and lands on his feet, but in this one, he kind of flubbed it and, like, almost lost his balance when he landed, and you could tell. You fucking do that, Sal. I, no, what I'm saying is for him. No, like, no, 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 want... no, 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 no. Don't fucking go at Ricochet because he <laughs> fucking straight jumped over the top rope, did a fucking 450, landed on his feet on the floor, but didn't stick the landing well enough for your fucking enjoyment. Go be the Russian judge somewhere else, you prick. <laughs> Damn it, I was gonna no! make. I was gonna make a joke. It gets a 6.5 from the Mexican judge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I feel bad for him because I wanted the crowd to react to him like they did in that Velveteen Dream segment when everybody lost their shit. That was the NXT crowd. It's a different crowd. <sighs> that was the full sale crowd. This was the. What the fuck were they this week? I don't know. Aberdeen? No. Where <laughs> they sold more tickets than AEW did. Yeah. So literally anywhere. Um. What else happened this week? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn continue just to back up the baby face of the night. Yeah. That's like their new gimmick. Carmelo Hayes took his second pin to Finn Balor from Finn Balor. Oh, that was on NXT this week? Yeah. Bad yeah. again. How do you feel about that? I don't particularly like it, but he's still having matches with Finn fucking Balor. True. Thanks. True, but the problem is... And we'll I wouldn't see, have done two. Two, I would never have done two, but... That's your champion now, getting pinned twice by Finn Balor. And it was the second time in a tag match where it costs you nothing to have him pin to have him pin Trick Williams. Oh, it was it was a tag match? Yeah. Oh, so they had the outright... Ah, yeah. uh, see, that bothers me more now. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And his, his NXT title reign is too new for this. He, he needs to, like... Well, and now they've been portraying him as a face here in this whole Finn Balor thing, and now he's facing Ilya Dragunov, who's super over, because Ilya Dragunov beat uh, Brock Braun Breaker. Yes, Brock Braun Breaker? Braun's big thing was to lose to Ilya Dragunov in a number one contenders match. So, good match, though. Yeah, They'll turn it into a triple threat. Did they? Yeah, I can't see them doing dragging off and. Because then, what do you do with Breaker? Uh, Ivy yeah, and I lost. They have but... um, they have a big event the same weekend as SummerSlam. I think. I think it's the no, I don't know. It's, it might be the Great American Bash, but we talked about the announcers bothering you with the way they pronounce things. Mm-hmm. 
I get. Am I the only one that gets bothered by the NXT announcer going Tiffany Stratton? Like too much pronunciation on that name. I'm not paying attention to anything but Tiffany when she comes out. Well, I mean. (laughs) So I'll take your word for it. But now that you said it, I won't be able to unhear it. I like the whole presentation, you know. Great Great American Bash is a week before SummerSlam. Week before SummerSlam, right? Yeah. Bash is the 30th, SummerSlam is the 5th. Um, Are they breaking up, not to go back, but are they breaking up Imperium? What's what's this uh, hostility towards Vinci, Vinci then? I like that. Yeah, Imperium enters after the whole Judgment Day thing. Corey mentions that there's no dissension in this group, and then they lose, and there's dissension in the group. Because he's the only Italian. It's racial profiling. It's true. They're gonna kick him out, and they're gonna replace him with. He's the mole. Oh my god, he's the mole. Oh, they're gonna stick him with Tony D, aren't they? It's gonna be like a demotion. <laughs> Sal, as a Mexican, how do you feel about the lack of involvement of the LWO in the last week or so? I'm not going to say it again. Um, I don't. It, it's fine. L, LWO fatigue can, please, can actually can be a thing. Can you please start your answer with Orale Vato? Nope. I know what t shirt I'm getting, Sal. <laughs> Christmas. I'll take it, man. <laughs> um, look, I, I love the people individually in the LWO, but I never really thought this gimmick was anything more than just to sell some T-shirts and get. I don't know. I, I sort of dig it. I really do. I'm gonna lie. We got like I like it for Zelina, but like for, like, I think for it's made Santos, Santos feel more important. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's, come out, who, he's felt more important. Santos is the guy who loses when Ray doesn't feel like losing. <laughs> That's so racist. I'm wrong. <laughs> they're Mexican. They're both the same. No. Santos has lost a lot. A lot. Try not to backtrack too hard there, Sal. Don't fall over. All I said was he loses. No, we all heard what you said. Let's move past it. Anything and for else? the only Mexican in the show to make that joke, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> now we get disappointed ad face. <laughs> you know, we get me panicking, looking at my computer, fucking <laughs> die. Um, I don't know how I feel. That, that just looked like I was going down on Adam, but that, uh, <laughs> that paid off horribly for me. Yeah. Going back to NXT for a moment, I don't know how I feel about Thea about Drew Gulak selling a Kimura from Thea Hale. Well, he taught it to her. He's Drew Gulak. <laughs> it doesn't exactly shock me. And Thea Hale's a little uh, a little spark plug. So a little being the operative word there. Who's she banging? Andre Chase? No. <laughs> uh, Sal that's told, why she was so no. excited. Troy told us back. a while back she was banging someone. I forget. Mm-hmm. And of course, was banging Braun Breaker, but I forget who Thea Hale was banging. Tyler Bate. No, I'm just Nathan Fraser. There you Is go. It? Is it? Gordon the Googs. That's the la- that's the person I almost said, and then I went with Tyler Bate the last second. Okay. I like I like the Chase. You. I mean this. 
articles from like 2022, but I like the Chase U reunion. Oh no, this one's from June 23rd. How did Thea Hale start dating WWE star Nathan Fraser? Gee, I wonder. Um, she walked by and went, "Hey, nice dick." And he went, "Cool." Check out my cup. It's got all the heritage. It's very, uh, it's very. We need more heritage cup matches on NXT. No, no. We Bring don't. them to the main roster. Let's do it. Imagine the fucking crowds and like British rounds matches. That's what we need more of. Like Atlanta, Georgia. Can you imagine the crowds would do during those matches? Be like fucking crickets. Everybody would be like, all right, I think this is the point where we get up and get, like, food and stuff. What's your favorite Tony Khan burner account? <laughs> There's so many. I know. I mm. keep seeing them all the time. Got to go with the original Don Stevens, right? Is that her, his burner account? That's Aubrey Edwards. He made it for Aubrey. He gifted it to her. I just like, hey, I WWE Real One is my favorite one, because... It's like everyone's like, Tony Khan is such a genius. Like you can picture him just sitting there fucking typing it while he's got fucking lubed up his dick and he's. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tony Khan lubing up his dick, uh, do you have anything? Oh, I can't to wait to about... see where this fucking segue goes. Do you have anything to say about AEW in the past three weeks? Oh boy, uh... I hate CM Punk. <laughs> Well, I watched Collision, which puts me in class with about five other people, so that's good. I watched uh, it. Did you watch this week's? Yeah, I did. How did you feel about the uh, Samoa Joe CM Punk build and match? You ready for this? Yeah. Should have left the memories alone. Uh-huh. That was... For anybody who actually got a chance to see the original matches when both when they were both young and good, um, this was a parody of them. Not even it was just Joe slowly doing offense to Punk the whole fucking match, and then Punk won with like an inside cradle. Ugh, dude, at least you know I rip on Jericho, but at least Jericho can have a match at a normal pace. <laughs> I'm Adam, sorry, but like, it? yeah, Adam, what'd you think of it? <laughs> sorry, I was snacking, so I figured I'd be out of the conversation for all. I can't wait until uh, until Wembley when CM Punk just does the finish from the Intercontinental Title match, SummerSlam '92. <laughs> Almost but who's this British Probably Joe again. Um, then, but based on based on past history, we'll find out two days prior on Dynamite. That's true. Uh, so, I mean, Jason, am I wrong? It sucked, right? <laughs> yeah, it sucked, but it certainly wasn't what they built it up to be. And this is the problem, is again, their entire feud, quote-unquote, their big hype was built around shit that happened in another company. I just like And 20 built, fucking years ago! Built your own shit. Like, I, so, on the same show... While it's I not hate another concept, company. Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. Now, while I say I hate the concept of the Eliminator match, in the same way in WWE, I hate the, the concept of beat the champion, get a title shot. That's what an Eliminator match in AEW is. The same fucking thing that you guys railed against when he was on fucking WWE. But in any event, 
Bullet Club Gold versus FTR was a fantastic wrestling match. Those guys worked their balls off. I still hate Juice fucking Robinson with a passion. That guy can fuck all the way off. But the reality is the match itself was good when he wasn't in the match. So um, I'm looking forward to the tag title match, but this is the problem. So now they're having the tag title match two out of three falls. You just gave me everything you got. <laughs> it was like a fucking 45-minute match. So what yeah. else are you going to give me? Oh, yeah. And then we're going to follow that, that up with Battle of the Belts, where no belts ever change hands. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. To your point, great match. I enjoyed the match. Was surprised how how much time it got. Um, and then I thought the same thing. Like, okay, so what the fuck is the point of the rematch? What are you going to do? Are you just going to do this two out of three times a little bit longer? Um. That and being said, definitely beating Ricky Starks in the finals of the to Owen Hart, right? Dude, obviously. And then, okay, so I don't know if you've noticed Punk's gear and his, not only just his gear, his fucking merch at this point is just all becoming Bret Hart stuff. So when Punk wins the cup, is he going to come out and like Owen singlet, start carrying around two slammies? Oh, it wouldn't shock me if he shows up for the finals wearing that. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Regardless of, of, of everything that you've seen me say about CM Punk over the years and my recent feeling change towards him, just remove all of that from the situation. Jason's seen it's, the shirt, right? I don't think so. Oh, he's seen the shirt. He's got to have seen the shirt. The Punk wore it on a collision. I don't pay attention to that shit. Show him the shirt. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the hang Look, okay, so what, I'm sure. trying, what I was trying to say is uh, Punk's obsession with the Hart family is gross. It doesn't even feel, like, authentic. It feels, like, just creepy. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't watched Dynamite right this week yet, Sal? No, not last night. Okay. No, or, yeah, last night's time. I have not. So the last thing I watched was Collision. Best part of the show, besides Sky Blue's ass, um, was easily... Adam Cole MJF segments they are actually getting me those are kind of funny that's because both those guys uh, have good chemistry together yeah even, even um, in and just MJF like segments doing the entrance with Adam Cole is like fantastic and the fact that Roddy is like trying to tell Adam Cole to fucking stop trusting him and Cole's just like not listening the, the absolute begging for the double clothesline last week had me I was in stitches and they didn't do it this week which means they're gonna win this tournament Oh, Jesus. Um, they're going to win this tournament with a double clothesline. That's going to be the big pop. That's more. Oh, he's going to come out. No, he can't, right? can't come out to that music at the, at the fucking final. No. Oh, God, I hope not. He's going to come out to some AEW bastardized version of that music, <laughs> isn't he? You know, the funny part is, is the stuff I find myself enjoying the most on AEW is the stuff that's the most like WWE. They, Adam yeah, Cole, Adam Cole, MJF, stuff. Andrade, Daniel Garcia's dance. I find Daniel's. myself popping for that every time. Yeah. But the hot you, chick in the short shorts, you know. You mean you're not like a big Vakingo guy? 
Don't want to watch him botch about 6,000 moves. I, when he comes match. on, I Vikingo find what else is on TV. <laughs> um, it does, I do want to discuss this very quickly. Did you see that spot against Keeley? When Vikingo, uh, he dove through the ropes. He landed on his head. Keith Lee did not catch him. And then Keith Lee, like, pulled his arm to, like, oh, yes, help yes, him yes. over. Oh, my God. I think I posted it in the host thread, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy shit. Actually, I didn't know it was you. I thought it was Troy. Um, that was the most egregious fucking thing I've ever seen on live wrestling. Like, guys, we all know it's fake. I mean, what the fuck? You don't have to rub our face in it. Like, what? <laughs> Christ. Anyway. Hold on. I'm trying to find it because I don't know if you've seen. Actually, you know what? It's in the host right because Troy posted it in there. So you guys definitely have seen it. Um, what are your thoughts on the list of banned things in AEW now? Which I find particularly interesting given the fact that these, this is the same fan base that used to rail against WWE for banning things like pile drivers and stuff like that, but apparently it came out today. Now, this is coming from SimpSap, so who the fuck knows if it's real or not, because he makes shit up like it's his job, which I guess, in a way, it sort of is. Um, says a document was sent out to AEW wrestlers that outright banned unprotected chair shots to the head, shots to the back of the head, buckle bombs, and blind moves towards the turnbuckle, Fencing responses, unnatural, unnatural or unnatural position of arms following a concussion. So that's the uh, similar to uh, for those who don't know what uh, Tua Tungavailoa had when he got his concussion against the Bills last year. His hands sort of did that Caesar thing. Um, seizure cells, which is what Daniel Bryan does a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, spitting, bleeding in the crowd. Weapons or projectiles in the crowd. So we're not going to apparently get the Molotov cocktails from the game inverted into the actual real life. Um, taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd. So Hangman Pages drinking other people's beers is out the window. Uh, or physical contact with the crowd. So no high-fiving. <laughs> that would be physical contact with the crowd, would it not? I love the fact that this next sentence had to be written down. <laughs> because we're told that nothing with blood on it should be thrown into the crowd. Really? You had to be told that, did you? Yeah. So about these rules, whether they're real or not, it's not. As I'm reading this, my thought process exactly was, they have to be told this? Like... Everything from from don't bleed on people in the crowd, John. <laughs> I know. I might as well just call that the Moxley rule. Why, yeah. why, but why do why do grown fucking adults who have been in this business for a long time have to be told these things? Here's the thing. Do you want to know, do you want to know the answer? I'm actually happy about this. Sure. This is this is the Warner Brothers saying you want more shit from us. You want more money from us. Here are the accommodations you need to make because we're investing big time in this. There are going to be lawsuits. There's legal ramifications. You got to rein this shit in, Mm -hmm. which is smart because people who are paying sponsorships, people who are, they do not want to be associated with a product where you witness somebody get literally crippled in the ring, live TV. 
Because mm-hmm. that's going to happen the rate they're going. Remember that after that Nick Cage, uh, Nick Cage, sorry, Nick Gage, Chris Jericho match featuring the pizza cutter, Domino's pulled their ads from AEW. Right. So this is a sign that hopefully we're getting to a better place in terms of yeah. somebody having some control over the inmates in the asylum. And I don't mean the old TNA building. And that's why they needed to be told, Sal, because the inmates are running the asylum. Exactly. The, the only thing is, every company in the past that has gone through these uh, network changes, we'll call them, whether it was AOL doing it to WCW or fucking TNN doing it to, to ECW, uh, has killed off their fan base. What about USA doing it to WWE? Fox doing it to WWE. WWE was always big enough to survive. They they thrived in the PG era. They didn't, didn't lose anything. They didn't lose anything. Is that the global. PG era when they started losing WCW? No. PG era? Are you kidding me? The PG era was in 2007, man. Oh, or 2005, yeah. or whatever. But, um... Look, I think it's smart for business, and I'm not surprised the, the Warner execs want it like this. I do wonder if if the stands will actually oh, no, get they'll annoyed. Be fine. You think no, they'll no, be no, fine because, with it? Because it doesn't matter. If AEW does it, it's good. It doesn't matter if it's what WWE did for years that they complained about, and, and it was smart when WWE did it. doesn't matter. That's not what they want to hear. AEW's doing it, so it's smart now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't think like the neckbeards who love the fucking violence aren't going to get like annoyed that they're not getting it anymore? They'll still get it on pay per views, probably. I'm curious to fair. see if Blood and Guts is toned down next week. Yeah, that's the thing. If Blood and Guts isn't, and we get a fucking blood pool, then this whole fucking report is just garbage. Then. And right? by the way, by the way, another piece of wonderful AEW storytelling because. The Blackpool Combat Club literally has Kenny Omega fucking decimated, head trapped in a chair, ready to fucking cripple him. And he, through a microphone, says, look at the screen. And everybody just stops beating up Kenny Omega because there's a Kota Ibushi scene on the screen. Kota Ibushi never comes out, mind you. They just stop beating up Kenny Omega because there's a video of Kota. (gasps) Someone's video is playing. Then after the video plays, the Elite make the save, because they were perfectly happy to let Kenny get the shit kicked out of him until, you know, he got to announce Coda. Mm. What the fuck are we doing, people? <clears throat> this is, and, and to be fair, I said the same thing at Royal Rumble when Kevin Owens was getting his shit pushed in. Like, nobody wants to come help Kevin Owens at all? Like, Mm-hmm. But when this they do is that worse, shit, because the stupid. whole thing is is a is a faction against a faction. So right. where are the elite? You know what I mean? Also, for those of you who were planning to watch, I think it was Death Before Dishonor this weekend. Sad news as Mark Briscoe will have to pull out of his heavyweight championship match with Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, no word yet on his replacement. So I know you were pumped for that match, Sal. I'm sorry. Do we have predictions for that, by the way? No, but is it weird that the only reason Mark Briscoe is getting a title shot is because his brother died? That's what AEW do. Ugh, so gross. Anyway. I wonder what the card is for this. Let's see. <clears throat> Obviously, we know it's changed. 
Okay, so this pay-per-view is what? This pay-per-view is on the 20th. So that's, what, a week from today? Did you say the 20 what? 20th. Oh, the 20th. Okay. So this, uh, July, oh, sorry, July 21st. Oh, so, so week, Friday night. A, yeah, week from Friday, a week from tomorrow, yes. Uh, so here's the, here's the card so far. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my good God. Uh, so you have Claudio Castagnoli versus TBD. Love uh, TBD. So great yeah. in the 90s. Because we don't know who it's going to be. Uh, Samoa Joe versus TBD. Seriously? This, this pay-per-view is a week away. And the reason Samoa what Joe is versus Joe's TBD, hold on, the reason Tony, Tony, uh, the reason uh, Samoa Joe's title is a TBD match is because the only other thing announced for this entire show is the ROH World Television Championship Eliminator Tournament Bracket. So somebody's going to go through this and get a title shot <clears throat> and face Samoa Joe. So it started with Dalton Castle versus Tony Nese. Dalton Castle won. Shane Taylor versus Sean Dean. Shane Taylor won. And the only thing I remember about Sean Dean is that during a rap, the um, acclaimed once said he has a small peen. That's the only thing I remember about Captain <laughs> Sean Dean. Um, so I guess this week, yeah, the July 20th episode of Honor Club TV, Dalton Castle will face Shane Taylor with the winner facing Samoa Joe which would mean that that match won't take place on the pay-per-view either, which means that literally two fucking matches announced for a pay-per-view that takes place in a week. Athena not mentioned. The the fucking mogul embassy there, the six-man tag champs, not mentioned. The tag team champs, I don't even know who the fuck they are at this point. Um, But, yeah, no, so... Two matches on the card, neither of whom actually have. They're both TBD now. I think Limbiscuit said it best. Because if they don't care, then we don't care. Yeah. <clears throat> I hate that we're ending on Limbiscuit. You love Limbiscuit. What are you talking about? It's your favorite band right there. Isn't Limbiscuit like Come on the Cookie? Isn't that the game? Okay, I believe that's cookie? what I believe that's what Limp Bizkit is. If you look it up, I think you're thinking of Ookie Cookie. No, no, but I think that's where the name comes from. We've looked. I swear, we've looked this up on this show before for some reason. Well, when you've been doing the show for ten years, you know, sometimes you repeat. I feel like it wasn't time. that long ago either. <laughs> Has it been that fucking long? Longer. He started this shit in 2011. Yeah, it's been 12 and a half years. How long have I been on this show? Likes eight years. <laughs> Fuck, really? It's like 2015, wasn't it? <laughs> right, I gotta quit. I gotta do something better with my life. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because uh, you came on shortly after uh, you know, get 31, on the I internet for fucking a decade now. Yeah, we were all fucking here for uh, WrestleMania 32, the one. No, that you were still doing like voicemail until I took all the porn off your computer. No, I, I was on by 32. That's actually when I started creating my. That's when I created my account. It was the night after WrestleMania 32, on Twitter, Twitter. And see, look at that. You've outlasted Twitter now. So, <laughs> yay! I don't know how I feel about that. I need to get into TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, but I need to get one because that shit's funny. I'm always getting sent these like funny TikToks. You need to get into Threads. 
Nah, or grinder. Just go. just skip it and go right to grinder. You'll appreciate it. I'm good. I'm good. Well, You'll do well. I doubt it. They love Mexicans. No. <laughs> and I'm not debating that. Let's let's finish it up. Anything else in this week, gentlemen? No, no, I think we're good. So I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see how far Jason was going to take that. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. All the way to the Jen Ross Memorial Scooter Race, I guess. Beep, beep. Oh, thank you, Sal. Thanks. This is fun. It's been a while. Jason, don't forget your helmet during that race, okay? Holy uh, shit, and we're ending just in time because I just heard a fucking giant thundercrack outside my window. Indubitably. Uh, since Sal can't do it correctly, send us home, Jason. Well, I guess that means we will run your Vespa down next time. Yeah! Look out, Stanger. Beep, beep. What everybody's saying. <laughs>